Decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hello. Uh, it happened again. And no, I don't I don't mean... Uh, uh, no, never mind. That was a stupid joke. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to make fun of Mitch McConnell. It happened again for Mitch McConnell. Was he like... You see, he froze again. Well, he's uh, fucking old. I What else? I mean, yeah, he's going to have old man moments. It's everyone thinks these are just going to stop. See, the last time around, I thought he got out of it kind of slyly by poking fun at Joe Biden and saying, I told him I got sandbagged. I thought that was kind of funny. But now it's like oh, you're kind of one for I don't know. You're 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 tit for tat with Joe Biden, for lack of a better yeah. term. Every time Joe Biden has a senior moment, there's Mitch McConnell to have one that's actually painfully longer these mitch mcconnell ones again oh asked God, a question it was worse it was about the same it's like asked a question stares blankly for 20 to 30 seconds until someone takes him away Ooh. so oh, not no. that joe biden is lacking embarrassing moments but these mitch mcconnell ones are brutal and yeah. uh partisan uh allegiances aside it's not like i have some partisan allegiance to the republican <laughs> party anyway but uh, it's not a it's not a policy thing. It's not a, a partisan politics thing. These people are just too old. They're just they're just too old. They can't run a How household. How old is he? He's he's eighty plus. I think he's he might be he's, eighty no. or a little over eighty. Listen, that's too old to be alive. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It's not uh, just too. It's not too old for government. It's like it's time to die. Like, I saw um, you with your family. Well, yeah. Lay down. Close Seriously, your eyes. Don't, don't you want your last years on this earth to be? meaningful in the most meaningful way that they can be, which is your family, which is your kids, which is that's the meaningful stuff of your life. Even if you are a senator, it's not standing at the podium talking to journalists. Okay. I know. It's, uh, I know. There's a shame. This is what your life has become. So yeah, uh, I, I saw uh, on Twitter, I think maybe on the, the first Mitch McConnell episode, uh, Justin over at Phoenix ammo, a great follow on Twitter for a bunch of reasons, but he was making the point and you think about it this way. None of these people you would follow if if these people were tasked to lead you on like a shopping trip or something, you probably wouldn't no. follow them. But let's say if it was a burning building or a war situation or a, an actual emergency, would you follow any of these people? Of course not. Of course not. It just it it's interesting to think about. Shouldn't shouldn't our political leaders be people we would follow in an urgent or scary situation? Yeah, of course. Yeah, and if we're not supposed for, to exude strength and mental stability. Yeah, right? like if not, maybe you don't have to be like Hercules or something. Uh, but I would want someone whose judgment I trust and whose quick wittedness I trust to get out of a dangerous situation. You look at these people, you think I would, uh, I'd be, I'd have better luck spinning the bottle and going that way wherever it points me. If the if the place was on fire and I'm in there with Mitch McConnell. Yeah, it's crazy. So my, my parents are like, I don't know, my dad's in his early 70s and my mom's in her mid 60s. And they're they're really there and with it mentally. 
but like sometimes they'll say stuff and I'm like, what? And Mitch McConnell is 20 years older than my mom. It's like, what are you doing here? Like, no, like go home, be with your family. You don't have any role in government. And, And what is it? Does it, does it hurt them? Is this an ego thing? Is it other people? that are keeping them in in session like what what is happening i don't know I, I mean i also have to imagine it's like imagine mitch mcconnell is is your dad um i'd I, be like dad we love you spend time with your grandkids stop being in front of cameras yeah, it's time to go it's time to go yeah but uh people let go it's very difficult for people to let go of power just a uh, fact of life so anyway um before i forget uh we are going to have something of a call-in show hiatus here because next week the show is canceled because I'm going to uh, California with my family to see my wife's Gross. family. Just so, Last time I went there, it looked pretty good. Well, we'll it see. better than when I lived there. So let me know. Uh, so, I, so we will not have a show next week. And we will be back on September 13th. But because Blonde will be gone in Japan on the 20th and the 27th, we're going to take some time off then, too. So the Colin show will be off the 20th and the 27th. The Sunday shows will remain uninterrupted. So Blonde will be gone on September 24th. But my friend Frank has generously volunteered to fill in. So we will still do a Sunday stream. Sunday streams will go on as scheduled. But as far as the Wednesday stream for the next month, uh, it's tonight and then it's the 13th. And then we're going to take a little bit of uh, a little bit of time off. So. Yes. And for those of you that did not know this, I already have a group of like, I don't know, 10 people that were planning a meetup in Tokyo and one in Kyoto. So if you're in Japan or you will be in Japan from September 19th to the 30th, shoot me an email and we'll get you on that meetup list. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, Other than that, it will be a call-in show as usual tonight. You guys know how that works, but if you need instructions for how to, how to participate, they are included in the description on whatever video platform you may be viewing. Uh, Of course, if you would like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live, you're having trouble getting in live. You can send us an email question. The one and only way to do that is through the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Or as I learned, if that's too much to type out, mattis.gay slash contact. We'll get you there too. Look for the call-in show question form. Uh, We'll get to those at the end of the stream. Of course, we'll catch up with your super chats in between segments uh, every half hour as well, too. Uh, Anything else before we hop into the calls? Uh, I did want to mention that I spent some time with some Chinese family members this week, and I'm ready for the Chinese takeover. I've been told that white people will do really well when they take over our country. Ah, so the Ping prophecy has uh, come true. I'm ready. It was foretold. Everyone had their suspicions about your, what was it, 1% Asian Unfortunately, uh, I'm not related to them. Ah. But I'm, uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm ready for the Chinese takeover. We're going to have a bullet train and white people will be kings and queens. Well, you know, no who's gonna, you know who's going to convince you otherwise? The Japanese. They're going to change your mind on this. Yeah. Anyway. It's true. The Chinese do hate the Japanese. I'm going to have some questions. Reloaded AK is up first. Mr. AK, are you there? Hey, guys. I know it's been a while. Hi. And in all honesty, I, you, I'm so used to being later on and they like the call-in, the call-ins that I, I usually have something, you know, planned out half the time. But for the most part, I just keep looking at all the news and I think I just don't care. Okay. Good. Well, uh, the Trump stuff, I, I mean, uh, the, the, con- the, the, you know, watching Congress be Congress, you know, being absolutely, uh, 
you know, incompetent. Joe Biden, Mitch McConnell, and everybody else being absolutely incompetent doesn't faze me because I know they didn't properly train people behind them. That is the the curse of the boomer generation. And that's the same thing happening in all fields of not just uh, government, but anywhere in like manufacturing and everything else. Nobody trained yeah. behind them. So as soon as the boomers start making the exit, everything's going to go tits up. Uh, <laughs> And um, the Republican like debate didn't fa- didn't <laughs> didn't really phase me because again I just saw the clip of Nikki Haley and uh, Vivek Ramaswamy uh, just having the having the uh, the back and forth of how much they love Israel. I'm like, all right, now that's about what I expected. Well, don't forget about Ukraine too. They they had that yeah. back and well, forth also. Well, you mean Greater Israel? <laughs> I guess, yeah, I, I suppose. <laughs> Because remember, uh, what was this? Zelensky said he wanted it to be Greater Israel. So I did mean, he literally say that, or is I thought that yeah. was just kind of a joke line or something? But he he actually no. has a quote to that effect. I believe so, if I remember correctly. This was hmm. about a few weeks, like two or three weeks ago. But I remember him thinking of Ukraine as a like a like a think of it like an like a bigger Israel, and that's what I'm expecting. Whenever you have you know the entire population, native population being emptied out, and then you have BlackRock, you know, volunteering to rebuild and yeah, what a surprise, you know, making money. And, you know, Larry Fink being who he is, and I'm guessing it's probably just going to see a massive exodus towards it. And, and that what that solves Israel's problem of being able to sustain themselves. Well, wait, You're the not Black, allowed to say uh, any of this, you know. The BlackRock rebuild, are you referring, what rebuild are you referring to? Just so I'm clear. Ukraine is pretty much in, in shambles right now. So but there's, there are plans to, in place for BlackRock to do that? Yeah, they're basically telling us, like, we'll, we'll gladly, like be able to like invest in the develop development of Ukraine and basically, you know, hmm. like, well, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take the lead on that. Yeah. Larry Fink, again, Larry Fink is willing to put his for that. Well, uh, nope. I, I guess better than, uh, buying up houses in the U S although they can probably walk and chew gum at the same time. Huh? Yeah. You expect, sir. All right. <laughs> Why not? You're looking at, you're looking at a, a, a private equity firm that has, the you know the effective gdp of several countries combined hmm. all right yeah. so it's it sounds like you're kind of uh well i don't want to mischaracterize but it sounds like you're you're uh tasting the black pill a little bit is that fair well, to say it's not well it's black pill or clear pill i just i understand yeah. I, I take it for what it is i understand I, like i, I what, see what's uh, going on and so, okay so what's the um well what's the best way to manage that or what if if you accept the black pill outlook on say uh, the masters of the universe right now, what what do we do in our day to day? Well, for if you want to take one route, the best way for be for you and your libertarian kind of outlook, Matt, would be to focus locally. You're gonna have to start building your own, you know, the uh, network around you. Make sure do the whole Owen Benjamin bid. You need to find people who are like you and are willing to you know, stick by you because when things start falling apart, that's all you're going to have. That's you know, true. But I the could more walk I... to Bertaria from here. I could get there. Well, but I don't think you don't have there's to. There's one in Idaho and one in Missouri, right? Oh, he built well, a second one? Have... I think Sorry. so. Go ahead. You don't um, have to go to Owen Benjamin. I just mean like your family. No, if you're around yeah, your no. families. I think you're right. I, I don't want to go black pill on this white pill that you're giving us, but I am worried about us being so concentrated. They can just go through North Idaho and just, just drone us kill us all well and it would be very was, hard well the reason what broke us the first go round is the fact that we pretty much got drove out of the cities by influx of just like basically like white flight happened and that basically broke uh, our ability to produce project power uh in terms of politics because the cities were you know power centers 
Whenever you had that many people concentrated together, they were able to affect change in terms of like democracy and, uh, you know, be able to band together and, you know, fight off whatever needed to happen or like whoever. Yeah. We need to start using farms as leverage too. that too. I mean, like you need to be able to buy and make sure you have land. If you can get land, get land. No, I mean, we need to start uh, starving elites in major U.S. cities to death. Well, I mean, when things start falling apart because nobody knows how to rebuild anything, that's just going to happen anyway. Oh, so I don't have to do anything? So I can passively (laughs) kill people and not have any guilt? You just have to, all you have to do is just wait it out. Hmm. You just have to wait. It's because I hate this though. This is this is why are you so black pilled? Because the anticipatory anxiety of society falling apart in sometime in the future, I don't know, a year or a hundred years from now is maddening. It's maddening. This is why people are acceleration. You think you have to wait that over with. Like I said, you have to wait that long. No, remember how old the boomers are. Like I said, as soon as the boomers start dying off in mass, that's when things really start hitting the fan. Well, we don't really know that. I mean I think it's possible that we're going to have some kind of economic crisis, but it's also possible that we just slide slowly in the third world status and we just have to live in this increasingly third world country where infrastructure is failing slowly. You can't get anything done. Uh, and it's just depressing. It's like vast swaths of depressing. Blonde, America. in terms of demographics, who do you think makes up the majority of the original white population? It's going to be the boomers. Yeah. And soon, as soon as they start dying off in mass, you're going to start going down the third world rabbit hole. You're already here. You're already. Yeah, that's what I'm here. saying, though. I don't want to go down the third world rabbit hole. I want to ha- like live like it's the road for five years and it be just miserable and then start to rebuild. But it's this slow decline that's doing something to us psychologically. Well, it's something that happens slowly, then all at once. It starts out slowly, then happens all at once because it's eventually reached the tipping point. Yeah, when? When is it going to happen? This is well, so I mean, you're already, Well, remember what you're starting to see now. You're starting to see like planes having trouble, like almost crashing into each other on runways because of who they're hiring to put in there. Incompetence abound. Uh, AIDS diagnosis because of people they're putting in labs. There's <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Almost mm-hmm. as catastrophic. These uh, again, your 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 elites are so uh, committed to the bit that you know it's just kind of accelerating things to. To, to where it's just going to start, you know, tipping themselves over pretty, pretty yeah. badly. And it's, it's just so hubristic, though. Do they think that this isn't going to touch them when societies collapse? Even, even the, the minority elite, like extreme elite, they still have um, major disruptions in their lives. Well, they'll have disruptions. But the thing is that they have do they have ways of getting out? They don't where, consider where themselves are they part go, of any. Though? The AI robots consider- will take care of it. They'll have a new. Yeah, planet like, built like, by what's them. the plan? Like, where are all these elites going to go? When the dollar fails, uh, the majority of other countries are going to be screwed. Like it's going to cause worldwide poverty and economic class. Like, so where are they going to go? Are they going to are they they going to go to China? No one wants to live in China. Never the one point two uh, billion people we, that live in China. We, we want the Chinese to come here. And we give want us the a Chinese to come life. here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, what would you rather prefer to be? You know. A possible middle class elite in China, or the, the, the like, based on the leftover wealth that you had behind in the United States, or do you want to be in the United States where everything's falling apart? Oh, Doesn't I matter. I mean, you currently, I still me. want to be in the United States, but I'm not going to. Uh, well, deny you're not an elite. A, we're not. T- we're talking yeah. about the elites. Oh, like they. Yeah. Don't, we're talking about cosmopol- cosmopolitans that have no, like, see themselves as not. They have no soil to plant themselves in. They are willing to flip from spot to spot to spot. 
you know, being parasites. Wherever. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're trying to dominate people, not that you can't do that in the United States. There are all kinds of uh, power centers that it, that are that shouldn't be. But I think you probably have a, a better, easier time. Uh, well, wait, you're saying it, you'd rather be that here than in China? Or you're saying the reverse? I mean, for me, I'd rather be like, I'd rather like go through the shit in here than be in China. But, but, but the elites are going to. This is where I've been. This is my home. This is where my family has been for over 400 years. But the Chinese with their ruthless efficiency. Well, wait, wait. You're saying you'd rather live. You you would rather live as you are right now in China than the United States. No, 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 no. 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 In terms, of, I, yeah, yeah. blood and soil, Matt. In a no, post-collapse society. No, I, I, rather, I mean, I, I totally lack allegiance because um, it's my female biological imperative just to stay alive. Hmm. So I well, don't really give a fuck about. I thought we were going to have America. the blonde to Wuhan give send go. Well, yeah, really. <laughs> that's, okay, that's a blonde. That, yeah, that's a blonde. That's for a you thing. That's a female thing. Blonde for me, it's like my. Yeah. I, my family's been here pretty much from both sides for set for since the beginning of America and before. Oh, so I mean, so I'm, is my I'm family. I just, just I just don't really give a I'm shit. Not, I'm willing to. To be fair, my husband would never allow this. He will die in Idaho. I'm sure he'd probably he's just never going to happen. Get it like, so so yeah. it's not like I'm going by myself or whatever. I, I mean, I'm going to die here. Yeah. It just bumps right. me out. We got to let you go, but a uh, quick final thought if you want it. Uh, don't have much of a final thought. I know the chat's probably mad at me. Some of the chats probably get pretty mad at me right now. <laughs> no, but, it's okay. uh, They're mad at everybody. That's all right. No, and I, I don't know. blame them uh, sometimes. You know, sometimes we all deserve it. Yeah. Well, I just, I, I'd like to tell, I'd like to ask him, like, what do you, uh, do you have like do you have an like clear way out of this? Considering the fact like do you have some people like um the libertarians that the point of New Hampshire and like the Free State project and whatnot, like see how great that is. And then that just turns out that, you know, there was a tranny representatives in, in New Hampshire, you know, Libertarian Paradise that was caught with child porn. I'm like, all right. Oh. Well, uh, yeah. Mm. All right. And then he he puts a video on TikTok mocking, you know, running away from the police. This is where we are. Congratulations. Let's have fun. All right. Well, thank you for the thoughts, man. Have a good night. Uh, no problem, guys. Have a good night. Okay, Wall Surfer is up next. Wall Surfer, are you there? Hey, yep. What's on your mind? Oh, not much. Everything going good on your end? We are well. What do you got for us? Uh, kind of piggybacking off a conversation last week where it was the transgender and like lawfare and stuff of like that. Oh, yeah. And I kind of have been kicking around this idea of instead of making it outright ban it, and there's others who are like, oh, just leave it alone, what about the minor who has the surgery done, after they become an adult, if they have regret, they can hold the hospital or possibly hmm. even their parents liable. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. I can't think of a an immediate uh counterpoint other than like i i guess uh, you could extend the same reasoning to other things uh other i'm not saying these are the same thing because i don't believe that this is uh, uh that child gender transitions are medical treatment in the same way like other medically necessary surgeries are something like that my the point that i'm making though is that parents are going to make medical decisions on behalf of their kids a lot uh and mm-hmm. If the if the then minor turned adult is responsible for or has the ability to hold those parents responsible legally, like let's I don't know, it's hard for me to think of an example, but let's say you the child has a legitimate medical condition, 
And there's a choice in treatment between kind of letting it go and trying natural methods or trying some surgical intervention to address it. And the parents opt for surgical intervention and it, it, the result is not great. Yeah, it could be like the removal of wisdom teeth or something. They yeah. accidentally do something to the nerve. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would say it, you, you could hitch it on to the Hippocratic Oath where it's like, do totally, yeah. cause no harm. That's where I'm like, make sure that if it's like something to actually prevent or take care of something versus you're literally just removing flesh because they say they don't want it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It still seems like the lines are going to be pretty blurry there, but, um, I guess just write the law to say gender transitions only. Like if, if you, <laughs> if, if your parents did gender alteration on you physically and you decided that sucks later in your life, I mean, maybe, maybe that's the answer. Maybe you just limit to this medical practice or set of practices alone and handle it that way. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you wanted to argue against it, you could say that's somewhat arbitrary that there are all sorts of abusive things that parents could do quote-unquote medically to their kids but i don't know i mean this the stuff that's going on right now does strike me as uniquely ideological in in practice um yeah rather than them with yeah they're calling it health care and it's like this this isn't health care you're right all right man i I noticed and you notice battle it's battle perspectives i'm sorry yeah, you notice how uh, you notice how pervasive the propaganda terms get too. Like I'll see local news stories, and I I consider our local news stations they're not the worst. I mean, they're probably the the people on air are probably left of center. I'm sure that's probably true, but they're not like MSNBC anchors or something like that. I think they do a pretty good job of of covering local stories in a in a fairly fair representative way. They'll still describe what's going on in Montana as the ban on gender affirming care. They will still use language like that. It's like, I mean, what, what Orwellian nonsense language? It's not gender affirming. It's gender denying and it's not care. Both of those terms are incorrect. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's the PC version that they have, like the talking points that they get handed down. If they say it the wrong way, they get their call center gets slid up with yeah. a bunch of people being aggravated. Well, and, and it's it's funny. It's like you're you're making stories for a Montana audience. You're a Montana news station. That's not what we voted for. Or our legislature voted for. We voted by proxy. Uh, we didn't vote for a ban on gender affirming care. We recognize it for what it is, and we're not going to do that practice in this state anymore. So clearly, public opinion generally is against you, but you're still going to opt for this propaganda term. I don't know. Maybe the maybe the medical association tells them to use that, or I, I don't know why they do, but. That's the way it goes. Yes. Definitely would have to investigate that. That's that's kind of all I had. <laughs> that's an interesting thought. I hadn't I hadn't thought of it that way. Uh, but you know, I I'm I'm as we've discussed in recent weeks, ideas like this where we are able to hold the people doing the practice accountable and or block the practice from occurring, I am warmer to than situations like imprisoning separating families and imprisoning parents and it's not that that never is appropriate if you have someone who's beating his kids ass all the time i i I understand that there are situations in which the state separates parent and child but uh but generally speaking i should have mowed the lawn (laughs) yeah exactly 
I understand. I understand where there are physical interventions like that. Maybe that's the route you want to go. But uh, but in general, I, I want to err on the side of keeping families together as much as possible. I think your situation or the the idea that you're talking about is is along those lines or uh, pursuant to that. It, I. I guess you could argue that when you when you enable civil suits between family members, you are creating conflict between family members in this way. But then again, uh, who who created the conflict? I guess is that the parent of the child who did that in this one? Yeah, that's like the one thing I don't know. Where it's like, do you hold the family also, or is it just the hospital? Because mm. holding the hospital, ah. down, it's like, oh, see, I interpret it to mean like the the kid w- the kid now adult was going to sue the parents. You meant the provider. Yeah, it could be either. I, okay. Yeah, I should have separated that out a little bit more. It okay. could sue the provider, the healthcare provider that did it, or and or however you want to. Hmm. Sh- should the parents also be included, kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. So I think definitely. Uh, it's like because then to me, having them when they become adult, if they can go after the healthcare provider, then they're going to either make sure they're not going to have a future problem on their hands because right now they're just seeing them as oh well, we're just going to get Europe. Okay. forever money pot for us yeah my my worry with that is not necessarily the the moral principle of it um i think my worry for that primarily is any time that you are making healthcare more litigious it's going to get more costly and so yeah, everyone's yeah. going to pay for that I, I i think if i was picking i would rather have the this the solution that we have in my state and many others we just don't do that as a medical practice and then th- that yeah. way there are no lawsuits because you're not doing that so yeah that's true. Some kinds of healthcare just shouldn't exist. I think, uh, well, like to the extent they aren't healthcare. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, you'd have to dispute the premise on that. Uh, is it healthcare at all? I, I don't think it is. I think it's ideologically driven nonsense. And, like uh, when you want a weird um, medical procedure, like something weird done to your butt or whatever, you, you go to Mexico and you get some Mexican dog. That's how sex changes should be. And then the cartel kills you because you get caught yeah. doing a drug deal. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you for the thoughts, man. I appreciate it. That's a, a, a perspective on it that I had not considered. Yeah. Thank you for the time. Have a good night. And God bless. You as well. God bless you too. Okay. Uh, guess who's here? New Tradist. Uh oh. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's it going? How are the uh, fictional are Mexican beaches? I'm not going there till mid January. Oh, okay. In your real life. In my real life, yeah. So you are Sounds actually pretty going. fictional to me, you motherfucker. <laughs> God. Mr. Blonde. <laughs> How you doing? Doing well. Um, just still at work, uh, but but doing well. Work, working alone, filling some bourbon barrels. But uh, my question today was to ask for a couple of stories. Mm. Um, I was wondering if each of you had like a, a standout character or, or a friend that you met outside of your family and outside of each other that had like a kind of a profound impact on your life that you thought about um, the conversation you had with them uh, like later, a few years on, you know, no. Okay. So not so each met, other and no someone, family members. Yeah. So you, like a friend of yours or something and you had some conversation mm-hmm. or they were just such like a, such a character that they stuck with you and you thought about. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go first? Well, I, I, I will say that the the decisions that I've made in my adult life that have been the most meaningful and impactful, I have made at Blonde's advice, generally speaking. So yeah. to exclude that is big asterisk. I will say yeah. that the like 
ideas and conversations that have stuck with me the most in my adulthood outside of my family. Um, it sounds crazy, but I'm going to point to my college professors because they were a rare breed of college professor, apparently. But um, these are guys who, when I got there, just cracked the whip and, and expected a high level of effort and a high level of work. But more importantly, uh, adhered to the Socratic method and, and questioned you mercilessly as to your position on X, Y and Z, interpreting a text or talking about a Supreme Court case or whatever. They're they're just guys who were as far as as far as kind of training me to think the way that I think these days. It's it's those guys who did it. And it's because they were they they asked the question uh, why more than an insufferable toddler. Why, why, why? You're wrong. You're wrong. You're yeah. wrong. And it was just nothing but challenge for four years. And um, and I value it. I value it a lot because I think it's made me into the person that I am as far as like what I do, quote unquote, professionally. Um, I, I don't know that it had an impact on my personality or just kind of my interpersonal traits. But as far as like how I how I think about things, they're the ones who molded me the most. Yeah. Okay. Um, awesome. Mine, okay, so I had this uh, much older friend when I was at Betty Ford, and uh, she had, like, everything going for her. She had four sons. She was super rich. Um, She was, like, a joy to be around, just, like, a genuinely positive person, and she just could not stop drinking. She could not stop drinking, and um, I loved her so much, but, like, eventually I had to be, like, I can't, like, have a relationship with you, and then I heard, I don't know, a year after that that she had gotten wasted and driven her Humvee like into a ditch and then like she died in like a horrible fiery car accident she couldn't get out of the car oh and um I think about her all the time because like she gave me a bunch of stuff I can't get rid of it because it reminds me of her and I'm and I just think like dude if I ever no matter what happens in my life even if Emmeline died or something terrible like I can never go down that road again so Mm. her example her bad example and like the sad end of her life has always been a lesson to me that i i just can't drink i just can never ever drink again um yeah i think about her have you ever contacted her family at all yeah i messaged her son um you know of course everybody was like really sad but they were like this was always the way it was gonna be you know yeah well so yeah it was just her in that that crash she didn't hurt anybody else or anything yeah it was just her Hmm. Yep. This was like 10 years ago. So, and generally I've stayed on the straight and narrow and a lot of it has to do with, with Kathy. <clears throat> uh, did you have any thoughts yourself? Any, anybody who has been, uh, has had an impact on your life in the same way? Um, there's a, there's a couple that come to mind. One's just kind of a funny one. Um, but one was actually on the way to see blonde. I was driving up from, uh, Boise to, but you guys have um, met in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried right. to meet you too. That's right. Like two years ago. Was I busy or something? I can't remember. Yeah. It was weird timing. It was like Saturday night. Yeah. It was like right before the yeah the day before the Colin show, so or the Sunday show, so yeah. it wasn't gonna work out. But yeah, um, I was on the way to way to Blonde, so I stopped in McCall just at a brewery, um, and I ran McCall? to this guy, McCall. Yeah, McCall Brewery, right on the that main drag, um, up above that one really beautiful canyon. Anyway, um. I met this guy, like old, like a uh, 60 year old dude. Um, his name was Kenneth. And, uh, 
talked with him for like five minutes and he's like, look, I had a bunch of people that were going to visit me this past week and I'm a lonely old man and um, they couldn't, they couldn't make it. So I'm about to go get groceries and cook dinner. Um, you want to come to my camper? And uh, just, this is the best spend the night in my, in the tent that I have outside. Like I'm used to, you know, um, talking to people and I was like, okay, whoa, man, I, I've known you for about four minutes. Uh, what, what's, <laughs> I don't know about this. Let's vibe check with this real quick. Um, Okay. And he's like, he put out his two fingers, his two index fingers. In That's like a, a big game, man. He's like, you know, you're not going to hurt me either way. You know, in the, in the left, you do it. In the, in the right, you do it. Like, this is how life works. Either way, you know, it, it works out. Um, and I was like, all right. So um, got in my car, like followed him to his house or went to his address. <laughs> he, he got me into his car and then we drive to the camper. And um, he was just like, for a while, I was like afraid of getting old because there's like Alzheimer's on both sides of my 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 family um so it always just seemed like oh you get decrepit and you watch jeopardy and you, your mind goes and like there's no point in being alive but like this guy he was just like he found his favorites of everything his favorite people his favorite place favorite foods he was, and he was like dancing life. around his rv and just like perfected his life and huh. was living exactly the best parts of it um and okay that, that like, had a much that, happier that ending thing. than i was thinking i was, yeah. I was wondering where <laughs> is this going you yeah, followed not an old man into man. an rv <laughs> late at night yeah, okay. yeah. So, uh, it sounds like it went as as well as it possibly could have and then really he did. got in his yeah. rv and crashed into a ditch and he died yeah <laughs> what became of this old man did you ever follow up did you keep in um touch? i haven't yet um i was, I was using a burner phone at the time and it broke in half um oh, but i have his address in my car so i plan on going back there and bringing him because at the time i was like what i was like right after i quit the the big fancy um corporate jobs and I was like, I don't really know what I'm going to do after this, like this, this journey, you know? Um, and so he like took me around all these different places and like, rec- like that he built um, and like had some ideas or whatever. So I'm hoping to they bring him a, a bottle or two of my whiskey and um, can I catch up with him at some point at the camper. All right. Well, uh, well, thank you for the question. It's fun to stroll down memory lane in that way. Yeah, my pleasure. Have Thanks a good night. for your stories. Appreciate it. Bye. Cheers. Okay, we are due for a break. Uh, man, what an appropriately blonde story, too. Well, there was this lady I knew who died a horrible, fiery death, and I took a lot away from that. Yeah. I also thought about how best to deal with my enemies based on that inferno. That's true. <laughs> you know? Uh, that, that seems like a key point in the blonde story arc, you know, when they make your, your movie eventually. Uh, um, anyway. Okay. Uh, okay, I have just a couple on Rumble here. Hadi Torkman says, "In the olden days, the intransitive of crack to the intransitive crack to travel at good speed was used to describe priority trains." The 1937 Looney Tunes short "Porky's Railroad" has examples. I'm not sure I follow. Are you saying intransitive? What uh, crack is was crack used as a verb or something? What are we talking about here? I don't know. I'm only hearing it. I'm not looking at it. Yeah, I, I'm a little confused, but I will take your word for it, Hottie. He also says, uh, alas, the phrase has fallen so far from usage. My joke about, oh, there we go. This is the part I was looking for. The phrase has followed so far from, uh, fallen so far from usage. My joke about Hunter being the on the Amtrak board 2006 to th- 2009 was a train wreck. <laughs> ah. Ah. <laughs> so we got there finally. It was a... Uh, a layered joke. 
Thank you for that. Uh, over on Odyssey, AK says, oh, uh, here's the link showing Zelensky wanting Ukraine to be seen as a big Israel. Uh, I will have to watch it later, but I'll tell you what, I'll open it in a new tab and save it for after the show so I can check it out. It's not even loading up for me, though. What is this about? All right. I'm good on these uh, on Rumble on Odyssey. Sure. Okay. It did um, load up for a second. I thought, have I been Rick rolled? Is this some kind of trick link? Um, all right. I'll save that for later. We're, we're good on Odyssey and Rumble. Uh, let's see. Paul Mulray High Cinephiles musing. I recall exactly one good idea from The Matrix. The Matrix had offered captive humanity paradise, but we rejected it. So it knocked it down a few notches to keep it real. <laughs> yeah, that's. That's what the elites have taken from the Matrix. Nope. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, and then you think about the Matrix. It's like th- that situation seems so plausible these days. But did they do that? And then like I can envision a situation in which the secret society of elites looks at it and thinks, yeah, that let's do that. And they're actually let's doing do that. that now. Yeah. Or were they already doing that? And they showed us just enough in a movie to keep us like lost in thought about it. I don't know. Did the real Matrix? Are you saying pre-exist? the Matrix was a psyop? Yeah, was the yeah. I guess did the Matrix, the real Matrix, pre-exist the movie The Matrix, or vice versa? To the extent that you know. believe that the Matrix, as portrayed in the movie, really exists, or some shade of it. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe it was all a psyop. Hmm. Um. Let's see. Carlos Santana says, get bit, wokesters. That's, I wish that's what he said. The Teenage Wasteland intro. We weren't good enough for you this past Sunday. Huh, Matt? I see how it is. What was it, Fast Car? Uh, This last Sunday, I used the Semi-Charmed Life remix. Oh, nice. But I use use, uh, Baba O'Reilly all the time. It's, Mm -hmm. I have like four or five that I go to. Yeah. Um, Tonight's callers are weird. It's a horrible thing to say. We pay your salary. Did we, did I say that again this week? No, he's just, he's, that's the bit is he's getting you to say something and then saying it's really, but I actually did say that. say that last week. Oh, well then maybe it's real. Oh, okay. Uh, long time done. So how's the internet's hottest pregnant blonde lady and everyone's favorite disingenuous faggot <laughs> doing tonight. You really are. Aren't you? <sighs> you know, uh, no, 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 no. I'm just going to leave that call as it, as it was. And if, if people want to make jokes about it, that is fine. Um, that, and that's, that's all I can say about it. It's not my concern. That's, that's what I can, it's not my concern, but thank you for tuning in. Um, well, it's not my concern. Bray Wyatt says the damn vaccine killed me. Let's be real about it. I didn't know who that was. It's a wrestler. He, he's got vaccine injured. Uh, he died. Oh, well. yeah. He died this last week. Did his heart explode? Uh, no, he had a, a, a completely unknown, unforeseen, undiagnosed heart condition that has nothing to do with anything at all. That's what happened. Oh, my God. Suddenly I pee my pants. Ah, all right. Do you want to take a new yeah. call or do you want to finish? Uh, I'll, I'll read a few more. Of the Well, no, actually, we'll, we'll come back to these because we're just about due to move back into the uh, callers. So we'll get back into the callers here. We'll come back to your chats at the top of the hour. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Carj African American, you are good to go. Blonde had to step out for just a second, but uh, you're welcome to chime in. Um, what I was going to say was, uh, I know I emailed you about this, but I don't know if you saw it. Did you ever see the uh, 
I think, let me pull up the info right here. Missouri governor that threatened to prosecute a journalist for pressing F12 on a state website and finding out that the state had accidentally put on the website social security numbers for the teachers. Uh, maybe rings a bell. I can't remember the exact situation, though. So, okay. Oh, okay. When was well, this? Um, I don't know exactly when it happened, but it's October 15th, 2021. Okay. But they, I think it was more recently finally dropped the charges, but... The charges I mean, were against kind of, whom? The journalist? The journalist. And it wasn't he wasn't even trying to be a journalist. He was just doing it for his I think it was his son or daughter looking up information on some of their teachers uh, mm-hmm. on the public website and he found that it, you know in the inspect element which you can do on any website oh. it just pulls up the source code. Yeah. They had accidentally put um the social security numbers. And so what did he do teachers. with that information if anything? He didn't he publish actually, it. This or? is the this is the funniest part. He informed. Okay. Informed them. He informed Missouri, and then they went. You hacked. Actually, it wasn't even Missouri. Missouri was the the teachers. Uh, like basically the people he reported it to were. When they pulled the court documents, we're going to say basically thank you for letting us know this. We're going to fix it. And he told them, "I'm not going to write anything about it until you fix it, because obviously I don't want someone to just yeah. pull all of their social security numbers." Then the boomer, or maybe even at this time, greatest generation—I don't know really where he is in there—but he's obviously not tech savvy. He's a moron. Went, wait, are you telling me he hacked us? And they're like, "No, this was published on our website." It was just a little hard to find, but he told us about it. He didn't publish it or anything. He just told us the correct people about it to fix it. And then he wanted to make, he made a whole bunch of political ads about it to try and get reelected. And he did get reelected, I think. And uh, he is the, who's he, the governor or who's the he? I think it was the governor. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Missouri governor tried to basically pressure the prosecutor into trying to charge him with, and I think they did, but they finally threw it out uh, with hacking. But he didn't. It was published on their website. It was yeah, on their website. Unless I'm missing some key there. fact, that seems like an incredibly weak case. And yeah. I would assume that's why I went they wanted. Yeah. And it just it goes to show you either this guy is a total asshole or why the heck do we have really? I mean, where I work. We don't generally employ a lot older people because of their incompetence. And I'm not in any tech savvy industry either. I want to make that clear. Yeah. Uh, but because as people get older, they get kind of, you know, Biden-y, just all of them. Yeah. And but people keep electing them to run the country. I think it's kind of silly. Yeah. That they do that. I have no idea what the hell is going on when I see people that probably have dementia every that day. That was four days ago, five days ago. I'm reading a story about it right now. Yeah, uh, headline Missouri Independent from February. Oh, this is February last year, 2022. Claim that reporter hacked state website was debunked. Parson, being the governor, still says he's a criminal. Did, was there some kind yeah. of, uh, was this reporter on the governor's bad side politically? Or was there some... I, re- honest, I honestly don't know that much. I've read into more of the technical side of it not the political side of it but i do know he ran a bunch of political ads about the guy um, yeah. about how he's fighting against a uh 
political, I think he called him a political uh, journalist who hacked into the Missouri website. And all of that is I mean, true. If it's unless, even if it is just uh, old man disconnect from technical reality, like you're describing, mm-hmm. he's got staff yeah. and the staff would have to tell him, listen, you don't have a case here. or This is not what you think it is for reasons X, Y, and Z. If this was a, a this reporter is a political enemy of his and he's just trying to get him for political reasons because he doesn't like him because he wrote a mean article about him a year ago or something like that. I, I it wouldn't be right, but I could see that motivating the action like this. And by the way, uh, according to this article, it wasn't um, yeah, just a, a handful of teacher social security numbers or something. Five hundred thousand social security. Yeah, it was numbers. all of them. So if, if, I mean, if, if the issue here is the exposure of personal information, the state of Missouri is the one who got that wrong. And yeah, uh, I, that's that's what I thought when I read it is like you guys I asked I actually went through the 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 actual website for the Missouri governor and I I asked for comment. I emailed for comment and then I called for comment and they didn't want to say anything. They never got back to me at all. Hmm. Uh because I just wanted to know, like, is he does he still think this is the case? But based on that headline you just read, yeah, Boomer Governor still doesn't understand modern technology isn't is running an entire freaking state. And so, it's odd because they didn't press charges. They just dropped them later. So he obviously either was able to pressure a prosecutor into charging the guy or something happened where he yeah. was able to get. And this reporter was from the St. Louis Post Dispatch. And uh I've seen some uh well, what yeah. I would say is uh, questionable left wing work from the uh, St. Louis Post Dispatch. So maybe that has something to do with it. Uh, it does, I don't know if they're, I think he is a Republican. Yeah, maybe there's some political rivalry going on there. I don't know if they're yeah. Riverfront Times, but they seem like they're Ugh. just behind them. Based oh, yeah, on the work I wouldn't. That I've I wouldn't. Read. I wouldn't doubt it. I didn't want to spend too long uh, talking about that, though. I thought maybe. Uh, I'm going to keep this short for you guys because I know a bunch of people yeah, we on should, the list probably. We'll probably have to move on there. But uh, but thank uh, this is not a story that I uh, if we did talk about it earlier, I don't remember the details. So I appreciate you bringing it back to my attention because I, I didn't know much about this uh, one. Yeah. And then I, I guess I just wanted to say, um, do you guys watch S2 Underground at all? I don't even know what it's that been is. It's a while. OK, they do uh, the Intel updates and stuff on certain things in certain areas like the world or the United States. And I know this is old, but you guys remember the pipeline thing? The, uh, the, the, uh, Russia to Europe one. What's the name of it? Why is it escaping me? Um, Nord Stream. I don't know. Why, Nord Stream. Maybe. Or as Green John Pierre uh, calls it, Nordstrom. I, Nordstrom rack. Pipeline. I don't, yeah. I don't know how you, uh, I don't know if you guys were still debating whether Biden did it or not. Or okay. hundred percent. For sure. Oh, yeah. Totally. Okay. Yeah. But did you guys know that Biden actually said that they were going to shut that pipeline down? Yes. And when yeah. they asked That's how, Chris. he was just like, yeah. He said, we yeah, have our, yeah. our methods or something like that. We have our we ways. We have our methods. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was I thought it was hilarious because I don't know. Maybe I missed it because I do watch, I think, almost everything you guys put out. I don't think you guys... I don't think I ever saw you guys put um, that clip in anything. I, I put that in. There's a solo video that I did that included that clip because I talked about it by myself okay. once. But I don't think we ever went into that detail on the stream. Yeah. Well, that's and that's actually really impressive because I think it's only you and him. Uh, he covered it in one called uh, Pipelines and uh petroleum yeah it's a 19th of november intel update you and him were the only people that i could find 
that actually played that clip. It is pretty uh, astounding when you go back and look. And I, the reason that I played it was with reference to that story from Seymour Hirsch that kind of really put this theory about the U.S. doing oh, yeah. it as part of this naval training exercise. Uh, that it was with reference to that because when you, it's like Seymour Hirsch. You know, he had anonymous sources, so you kind of believe him or you don't, but you piece together certain pieces of evidence like that. It does kind of make sense. There's there's no smoking gun, per se, but there are the pieces that fit together like you're yeah. describing. Yeah. And it's it was funny because he he put it out like the uh, if not the day after a few days after and he had that clip ready. And I was like, OK, this is impressive. Yeah. The two people I watch on YouTube that are probably one of the smallest are the only people I've actually seen this obviously includes mainstream media, but even some of the smaller, the smaller YouTubers that are bigger than you guys, none of them ever covered that clip where he's like, Oh, we have our ways. Like we will shut it down. And then the news never covers that press conference at all. Whenever even Fox is talking about it, which everyone pretends is on the conservative side. Fox knows what they're talking about. Smaller YouTubers that that bigger than us. Yeah, so like, you know, not mainstream How media, you? but uh, YouTubers that do news is what I'm saying. Yeah, thank but you, man. They're, they're more common. All, All right, right. Have a great care. night. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Uh, Egrin is up next. Egrin, are you there? Hey, uh, so you're planning to have a rodeo as your state sport uh, pretty soon. What? Who? Which state? Skag? Montana. Oh. Uh, I, guess, I don't know if we, do we have a state sport or are they establishing one or changing it? Uh, so there is some uh, groups that are aiming to uh, make uh, rodeo as a state uh, sport uh, okay. for Montana. That's fine. Uh, we have a lot of rodeos. Is, yeah. Uh, well, have you ever been to a rodeo? I have been to a rodeo. Yeah, I have not. I heard it's really fun. Oh, but yeah, also, it, there's some light animal abuse, which I'm okay with. I, uh, to me, I, I, I'm fine with that. We're all good on that one. <laughs> we don't care. Um, so far, it. Are you gonna vote for that, or? I don't know. Uh, what, make I, that happen? Do Do we have to? Who declares state things like state bird, state flower? It's, uh, who does guys, that? It has uh, to be voted be on. on the, uh, yeah, it's going to be on November's ballot. Uh, is that is That's that for awesome, sure? Already? Really? Yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Headline uh, KTVQ and Billings. Montana group aims to name rodeo as state sport. Issue may hit November ballot. You're right. What alternatives do I have? Can I pick? Uh, I'm picking I'm picking basketball. I want basketball. How about a cyclist? <laughs> oh, yeah. Cycl- cycling. You're right. That's a better one. <laughs> cycling combine sure. or, cycling with the rodeo so that cyclists get gored now that um because I've, I've seen i've had friends who rodeo is that the term do they it's like i'm trump talking they, they do rodeo what, what what's the verb in this situation um, i don't know bull riding it's like yeah i've had uh i've i've had some friends who do that um and so i've been to a few rodeos it's not like i'm attending rodeos regularly but uh, well, I'm just trying to think, like, what would the alternative be? Maybe you could make an argument for things that are more uh, as far as like uniquely Montana activities. Skiing and snowboarding would be up there. Um, is hunting a sport? Does that count? 
Uh, so there is a uh, sports shooting. There is okay. a, a thing like sports shooting that you can do. So that's something you, uh, that, that works. I just can't think of anything that would be more suitable necessarily. I, I guess I'm fine with, with rodeo, even though I don't have a problem with rodeo, but as far as watching it, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I respect the toughness. I am not saying any of that is easy. I'm not dismissing it. I want nothing to do with riding on a bucking horse or a bucking bull or any of that. Uh, I I don't uh, find it that entertaining to watch though. Yeah. Well, what about like capturing a cow? So they're uh, like capturing calves. That that is a challenge. No, I I'm uh, sure. Yeah. I, same thing. The, uh, the calf roping. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, bear in mind. Uh, so, uh, there's also judges where there, uh, you judge the like the cows, making sure that the, uh, I like the jigaboos. I saw, yeah, jigaboos well, or something yeah. like that. Uh, they, uh, they even like trip. Like they use like an actual like uh hair uh trimmer like uh on the cows to make them look really nice for the judges. Um, so that's uh, like a huge thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't, like, use I don't know the dryer. criteria for judging bovine. Uh, that, oh, uh, it's a big thing. Um, is it just so, that one is big and fat or is there more to it? Well, it's uh, the quality on uh, on the ribs, quality. Uh, are, is there like issues with the hips? Uh, is there, are they breaking? Are they hmm. nor, uh, you know, they're, is there quality veins kind of thing? Good circulation, good health kind of thing. That should be our state sport. Uh, cow vein evaluation. <laughs> That's unique. I, I mean, the guy, dude, the guy that was like announcing and commentating is like, has some good udders there, nice and tight. Yeah, that, exactly. That's what I think of when I think of uh, show cows. Is that cow obese and does it have large udders? Yes, you <laughs> win. Like, nobody, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. People who are in the know well, about cow, cow. fit cows. <laughs> well, it's like, a, is a good cow a fit cow or is it about pumping out milk or, you know, I guess it depends. Uh, like, is that cow being raised for beef? Is that cow being raised for dairy? Yeah. What is it for? I'm not entirely sure on the on the judging on that one. Uh, I think it's more of just just overall health of the cow as uh, what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, like it. Uh, like they even like uh, push Sheen on the others. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. So <laughs> what okay. the uh, is so this? when are you going to do the whole synergy, you know, get on uh, uh, Tim pool or value entertainment or um, I can't, uh, there's nothing I can disclose of right now, but it's not, 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 not happening. Okay. Not, not, and, not, 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 and there not. are several things uh, to be honest. I'll, I'll say, <sighs> There are a lot of things I wish I could tell the audience about right now that I can't. There are several good things in development uh, for the fall okay. here. No, that, that's and fine. Don't. No, no, that's fine. That's no, like, all I, you need I'm, to say. Yeah, like I, 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 there's a lot of stuff I'm sitting on that I can't wait to talk about that I can't talk about, and it, uh, it sucks because yeah. I, I like to be transparent with my audience, of course, and I like to. I think it's exciting and fun to share things like. When good things happen, it's because the audience has put me and us in position to take advantage of good things and opportunities. So when there when those opportunities arise, it's like, yeah, this is great. Thank you for putting the show in position to have something good happen. And 
to uh, to try some new stuff and meet some new people and do some new things. So all I can say is things are in the works. Okay, no, that, that's fine. It's so uh, cryptic. I'm. I, you can tell I'm excited though. You can tell there's like there's good stuff coming. He's excited for the circle jerk. Yeah. That's I, what it I, is. Just and I can't not not live. not say anything about the beanie man or any of that. Uh, but you know, draw your own conclusions. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. But uh, other than that, uh, are you go? do a video on the whole montana uh those activists trying to you know fight against you on montana about climate change probably not because that 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 court decision is so preposterous but i don't think it's gonna do anything um we do montana's state constitution is odd in that it does include a clause about having a a right to a quote-unquote clean environment um but as far as how that's going to like how this stupid lawsuit from these climate kids in Missoula and them winning against the state of Montana because the state of Montana didn't consider climate change and creating policies X, Y, and Z. And so somehow their Montana state constitutional rights were violated. That's the crux of, of or the, the summary of that case. As far as what that means for business development, energy development, or energy consumption in this state, I'm not even clear. I don't think it does much. And we still have mm-hmm. um, a, a Republican... Uh, state legislature and a Republican governor who are making good decisions uh, and good policy on most issues. So it's just, it's, it was a clown show, but I think it's mostly an inconsequential clown show and I'll eat my words if that changes, but I, I don't see much of meaning coming from that. Yeah. it, it It's going to be a challenge on that. Like given the fact that a lot of people don't spend enough time on just looking at your your own state constitution like i'm sure that you you probably have you ever actually asked uh you know your average joe blow in montana it's like uh have you actually read this your the state constitution at all like or for that matter Matt, have you read the Montana Not, not state front to back. I mean, I think I know maybe more about it than the average Montana, and I know a little bit more about how our Supreme Court has interpreted it because, uh, interpreted it because there's been a lot of nonsense on that front, mm-hmm. too. But uh, am I going to tell you that I am a, a scholar and an expert on the Montana state ca- a constitutional case law? No. Well, I, you don't need to be case law. Just on just the constitution itself you yeah don't sure i mean to, I'm, like, I'm generally familiar but if you're asking me like could i cite to you like what what section and clause deals with this i mean i'm not gonna off the top of my head i, I can't do that okay but. no it, that's fine like and that's kind of the problem with like other states that uh are facing is like the average like high schooler is just not dealing with the their own state constitutions like you heard about that one like 12 year old uh kid that uh, uh i don't know what state it was i think it was like california or, uh, colorado no it was colorado springs, springs. yeah 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 uh where uh it they basically took him aside and like no you you violated this right you don't know your history and you're kind of failing at this point you you actually proven i should go to a different charter school <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his Gadsden flag was connected to the slave trade briefly, and then the school caved because everyone yelled at them. And, yeah. Uh, so now he can wear his Gadsden flag patch on his backpack once again. 
Well, but, uh, apparently the Gazan flag was uh, originally made uh, before in the revolution. So, well, I, yeah, I, and that, and that's the that was the preposterous thing about this teacher or this administrator's claim in the video. It's like for for you to say that that's connected to the slave trade or slavery, it's no more connected than the American flag itself. Uh, and not only f- that, the Confederate flag is uh, a collection of states. The uh, I- imagine like. Uh, like the Confederate flag as to the European Union with their flag. It's no difference on that. Uh, the yeah, I, they would say confederated to do what, though? To hold slaves. That's what they would say. But, uh, but no, you know, I, I, when, I, I, when I was younger, I used to scoff. Like, I think I was conditioned to when you go through like high school history classes or maybe even into college. I when I was younger, that's the attitude I had when people would question whether the Civil War was fought about slavery fundamentally. And people would say, well, it's really about states rights. Well, states rights to do what to hold slaves. It's like I would phrase it like this. It it was a national divorce that the other half refused to accept. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And. Even obviously slavery was was a piece of this, if not the primary piece. I'm not even disputing that. And I think that slavery is a moral wrong and I think slavery should be abolished. But it's still a question of how and who holds sovereignty and what a state actually means in the same way you 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 would question how murder policy ought to be set across the country. It doesn't mean that I'm pro murder if I still believe in states rights to to, to handle the murder qu- criminal question for themselves. When you think about slavery in that same way, yes, yeah, slavery is a moral wrong, but is the solution the bullying of the federal government? Well, if it's not the solution in the murder context, which is also very bad, I don't know that it's the solution in the slavery context either, which is also very bad. And I, I, it's, it's one of the more fascinating counterfactuals of history that I wish I could see is if the Civil War didn't happen... If the war of northern aggression, if those northern aggressors had just fucked off, (laughs) how long would slavery have survived in the South, in the Confederacy? And I don't think it would have lasted very long. I think it's probably over by 1900, if if it even got that far. If that, yeah. Yeah, it it becomes a problem uh, in a lot of ways. And I I think if more people actually... uh, if more people actually put in the effort to educate on this, so meaning it, you, Matt, or anyone else that's listening, you need to just you know build that community that actually talks to other people and do the paperwork, because that's how you change a lot of these legislations. Is you change the people to change the legislation. That's the way it's supposed to work. People, yeah. Uh, well, and a lot of people aren't getting that part uh it's like you want things to change you're gonna have to convince two two thousand to a hundred thousand people across your county to your state so uh i mean get cracking but like like anything else it takes accountability and it takes assertiveness it it takes people doing things on their own behalf and it takes them taking responsibility well, no, for that. themselves and that's a tall you can get shit face from, yeah. uh by a bunch of people it's like I don't like this. I'm going to slap you in the face kind of thing. But it's so much easier to say, I don't like this. And it's that guy's fault. And I'm not excusing. I'm not excluding myself from that too. It's way easier. Like this sucks. And it's his fault. Doesn't he suck instead (laughs) of taking action to fix it yourself? You know, 
in a way, uh, best way kind of, you have to like make it fun a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I think a lot of people just want to have like some fun doing the uh, like you know people want to have fun with their job. I mean, like you, you you at least are having some entertainment with your job because you get to entertain people. But well, let's not overstate it. But thank you. <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. Keep stroking it. <laughs> anyway, we got to let you go, but thank you for calling in. Copy, 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 copy. Have a good night. Okay, we uh, we got to catch up with some chats here over on Rumble. Shadowband420. What's up, my... Careful. Riggers. Oh, man, this this whole thing is written in ebonics. Okay. Oh, you're screwed. Nam saying sheet. She, she. How do I even say it that way? Sheet. Fina, run it up on this biatch, dead ass straight, trifling kanam, saying, cause we out here ka on my mama Lakeisha be frontin' nam saying, but we coolin' nephew. Is nephew a slang term now? I don't know. I've I got like half of that. What the f- is this thank you shadow ban i'm sorry i couldn't do better uh over on odyssey ak says here is a link showing oh that came through oh wait uh i see so one was the link on Zelensky, and then the link on blackrock and larry fink willing to help invest in the reconstruction of ukraine i will save that link for later as well thank you and we're all set over there if you want to uh check back in sure. on YouTube. who did Tiffany. you read while i was i on. left off on I think we left off on Long Don John. The home, so that homeless man is next. I saw you buy that lottery ticket, Matt. You selfish son of a bitch. Yeah, this with reference to the uh, the Trump mugshot meme, I believe. We've all done it, you know. But th- see, the thing is, whenever I see these people, hey, you got any change? I- I'm not lying. I don't have change. Uh, yeah. I never. I carry didn't say change. I don't have any money. Yeah, I I I know that I should be part of. Uh, I, I I should. Uh, use cash in transactions um and i don't i just i i should use it more i should make my overall economic behavior less traceable but it's so convenient i don't know though because if you get kidnapped you want to have that credit card record of what you're doing yeah i suppose there is another side to that um and and you know at that one time that i was willing to buy the hobo the sandwich with my card that son of a bitch said don't forget the pepsi and it was over Uh, that was he ruined it for him to death I should have given him the old Indian 7-Eleven stick. Yeah. Right across the face. Do us all a service. Um, Yeah. The Florida shooter. My manifesto is largely excerpts from the Blonde and Matt show. Matt and Blonde show. Sorry. That was a Freudian slip. Wait till, uh, yeah, wait till that comes out. And uh, hey, I'll I'll finally get the hit piece then. That's true. Uh, Brian Proctor, thank you. Uh, Jonathan Prezios. I'm at a Smashing Pumpkins concert right now drinking and just wanted to say I love you guys. Also, please bring back Beauty and the Beta as the title of the show. I'm sorry it's long gone, but it's I over. do still have it as the playlist on my channel. So. Ah, and you can still get the original, uh, you know, I, I never deleted the t-shirts, the mugs, uh, all that stuff. So there are the relics of the bygone era still available. And uh, anyway, thank you for, for your support for the show. Tortuga. Blonde is starting to look like me, but for entirely different reasons. Are you starting to look like me? Are it? Do you have a belly situation? Is that what you're <laughs> I don't know. Or is your nose just expanding horizontally? Maybe that's what he means. Every day, it's very yeah. unfortunate. Bocephus, hello, Matt and Blonde. 
Bronda, I've always wondered if it's better to be in a red state or a blue state. I do fear the overconcentration in some places. Is it better to be behind enemy line? Uh, I don't know. There are a lot of benefits. You know, this week, this last week I was in Seattle and now I'm back home. There are there are major benefits to living in in blue states. Um, but you're a very, very silly person. But the more important stuff, I mean, what do you care about? If you have a family, you have to care about uh, indoctrination of your children, um, safety from minority population and homeless people. Uh, and if, if you care about that stuff, then like you can't live in a blue state. Like you just can't. It's just not yeah. it's bad for your kids. Well, and as much as I scoff at that and uh, like the idea that that there are good things about living in the Seattle's of the world currently, other than I guess the cultural enrichment that you get um, weather. I understand why people like urban life. It's not for me, but in the ideal form, I get why you would like that. Like everything is available within walking distance and there are a million different things you can do. And it's, it's always entertaining and it's always the bright lights. I understand why people mm-hmm. like that. It's not for me, yeah. um, but I get why people appreciate that in its finest form. But even if you just like you move to a red state, it's like I live in one and I think that our state legislature and our governor are doing the right things the vast majority of the time. I also recognize that all of these influences from out of state are infiltrating my county, my city. They're they're turning things for the worse in in many ways around here. And so even though you think you have some sanctuary in a state like this, which I think I do, relatively speaking, you can't wipe your hands of it. You can't act like it's not creeping on you because it is my favorite. I know I've mentioned this before, but now that homelessness is becoming such a problem in Missoula and in Bozeman, because we have these uh, government agencies that are, that are intent on facilitating it. It's like, all right, let's, let's make sure that we invite homeless populations with all sorts of resources and housing and programs and all that. And so they just flood in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my, my favorite propaganda term I mentioned maybe I gave the news around here way too much credit. I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Not only do they use the term gender affirming care, they the 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 term for these people or this behavior is urban camping. They're not homeless Come people. On. They're urban campers. And so the cities of Missoula and Bozeman oh, are struggling to manage urban camping in their cities. And these aren't even big cities. There's nothing really urban about Missoula or Bozeman. Nationally speaking, those are not urban centers. They're like mid-sized cities tops so yeah. like cities of 50,000 people anyway um, my point is they they get you everywhere you got to be vigilant no matter where you are one gun john i was walking through the woods one day and i came across matt he invited me back to his rv and we turned it into a bucking bull <laughs> all right and now i'm well, second, that's not my concern now i'm second guessing myself is that there's probably a better term for that or do they call them bucking bulls that uh, my rodeo cred is Obviously in question. GR token spick. Hey, my joggers. Rumble is giving me errors for some reason. I guess I'll have less sanity safe spaces in September. Did you hear about um, Attorney General Bonta targeting public schools who are trying to protect students? Um, I did I was not. About this. What state is this? this. Uh, state this of California. California, yeah. And I'll have to look into the story because I don't know anything about it. Sorry about the Rumble uh, errors. If it uh, continues, let me know. It seems like other chatters are doing all right, but I want to make sure that if people want to chat on, oh, actually, I I see you chatting over there now, so I'll get back to those at the end of the show. 
but it looks like it's working now. Excuse me. Oh, this is not what he was talking about. A.G. Bonta speaks in Fresno on school transgender policy. I assume that's what he's talking about. Targeting schools who are trying to protect students. So I assume maybe it's it's schools that disagree with probably California state policy on some of that. A lot of it is like you will not inform the parents if the kid yeah, becomes transgender yeah. at school. You will keep it a secret and you will facilitate that kind of stuff. Uh, we're good over here. Okay, we will uh, come back to your chats at the end of the stream. Appreciate you guys as always. And we're back into the calls. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Usura, subversive. Is it subversive homo? What am I looking um, at here? One of our wonderful mods gave me that nickname. Oh, okay. Are you a subversive uh, homo? Uh, yeah, homo. Homo something. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, it's a wonderful mod team here. Okay. Um, What's on your mind? Usura. Um, well, I uh, had a lot of fun this week watching the Gadsden flag uh, thing, and mm-hmm. I was um, happy to see members of the server participating in um, in getting a statement. I think the school wasn't really prepared to to give a statement early on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was talking to Dangerous Faces just now, and um, they're like, well, uh, you know, maybe 12-year-olds shouldn't be involved in politics, but it was funny to see his reaction. Uh, my question is, do you, what age do you think uh, kids should be involved in politics? I don't know. I mean, you have to go through this necessary genesis of being an idealistic dumbass to uh, more principled, practical, conservative positions. So like part of me is thinking that the earlier that that starts, the sooner they'll arrive at the appropriate conclusions. But then you're, you're getting into child indoctrination territory. And then like the younger you are, the less I care what you have to say about anything. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm going to try to shield my kids from politics as much as possible. Of course, I want to teach them. That's so true. I want to teach Basics. them the right values. But to me, it's like all of the right values, including politics itself, stems from the family. And so I want mm-hmm. to make sure that they are that the family situation is taken care of and that they are loyal to the family and contributors to the family, and that they understand that that family unit is the basis for everything. And the totally. politics, I yeah. think, will kind of flow from that later when it's necessary uh so i don't know i mean like i i guess if your question is like would i allow my son to wear a gadsden flag patch to school when he's 12 or 13 or however old this kid is whatever i would probably prefer not actually even though that's something that generally i agree with and something i believe is important but it's not a hell i'm gonna die on i i want my kids to have a, a better childhood, a, a, just a, a, a less politicized childhood. Totally. And in a functional society, people, the average person is not super involved in politics. It's, it's become this saturated market where everybody has an opinion and almost no one should. It's like the collegiate environment. It's like, why are all these people going to college? It's supposed to be like an elite few take care of business and everybody else is invested in the nuclear family and their own lives and their jobs and stuff. Like, I don't want to hear what, what some 16-year-old has to say about abortion or whatever. Like, I don't give a fuck. It shouldn't be like yeah. this. Like, everybody doesn't need to have an opinion about all this stuff. I guess... I, I 100% uh, agree. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, whatever, if you have thoughts um, to add to that. Well, so do, do you think... Um, I, I guess my question was going to be, um, do you think that's any different than having, like, a moral or religious opinion? Hmm. Um, like, in some communities, like, in, in the Jewish community at the age of 13... 
you give your first um, reading from the Torah and then you, <sighs> give, you give a sermon. You give a sermon afterwards based on um, based on what you read. So mine, uh, I was raised Jewish, was about how uh, we should probably kill Osama bin Laden immediately because I had a super, <laughs> wow. okay. super, super uh, bloody uh, part of the Torah in which the Jews trick a neighboring tribe into getting circumcised and then kill them in the night. And this connected uh, so to Bin Laden. Okay. Um, I mean, the well, age of reason and Catholicism is seven. I, I suppose that's not necessarily having an opinion, but it's like when you uh, begin to control your own moral destiny. So I think that th this is prominent across religions, but it's not the same thing as having right. a having a, a voiced political right. opinion. Yeah. It's more about taking responsibility for um, the morality of your actions and and your free will and i think that that's essential for everybody but like does that mean that you have to have a firm and loud political opinion no right so what although about politics is downstream from culture so well, i suppose and, there's an argument to be made here and politics need to they are based on fundamental moral principles so i i guess i have i have less of an issue when it's uh when it's a, a religious situation like you're describing, mm. I, I'm not exactly clear what the religious upbringing of my kids will be insofar as I'm on my own journey myself, but I imagine my kids will be a part of that probably. Um, right. You need to, obviously these moral concepts are going to be instilled in them somehow. And, uh, and I think politics are an outgrowth of that. Like on, yeah. what, on what do you base your politics? How do you decide what your position on any political issue is, if not for some moral foundation that you had before that? So another reason I probably would not want to introduce my kids into politics in the way that you're describing is if you teach them the political concepts first and not the moral foundation second, they're going to have it backward. They're going to have it twisted. And they're going to think, I think, or maybe be inclined to think one of the worst things that a lot of people in our society think today, which is that morality comes from the state or that right or wrong come from politics, political decisions, people in government, rather than some sort of, rather than the God concept, rather than uh, traditional religious understandings of where these moral concepts come from. So I'm, I'm much more open to, religious teaching than political lectures as far um, as my you, fatherhood philosophy. Do you think you can be apolitical without maintaining like, I don't know. So it, it's a sort of mental torture where you're just being subjected all the time to boredom and this narrative. And, and, you know, maybe you're just sitting there alone watching the TV going like, well, that's bullshit. Well, you know, you're like the old man yelling at the TV. Yeah. But you kind of need that internal monologue to keep sane in some ways. And I, I don't know how possible it is for children not to speak up when they're being sort of subjected to to that. I don't know what, what the expectation ought to be for a 12-year-old. Yeah. I mean, I... I... I, I guess I just I hope to raise my sons to to come to to me or to their mom to to the extent they want to talk about these things to have those critical conversations there rather than being the sort of kid like Blonde is talking about where I'm going to be 15 yeah. years old and go yell at other people because I think I know everything somehow. It's like, you know, politics are going to come up at the right time. Yeah. And, and I, I don't want to you know, if my kids are interested in them. Like those are things we can talk about. But I certainly don't want to raise that sort of 
activist who's yelling at, you know, people who are actually producers in the community that have built something that somehow this, this 15 year old knows better than they do. And they should, they should all shut up and I, I, listen. I do think it's sort of like making fun of your teacher is slightly different than going out and like yelling at Ah, uh, yeah. Well, it depends no, on the teacher. I think teacher. that there should be a, yeah. a healthy uh, disdain for authority figures. I think that's important hmm. in all kids. But so is respect. There's a balance. There. Yeah, but you have to know who to respect. Yeah, right? it's. It, it I want my kids to respect me. But if some teacher is uh, is you know feeding them a bunch of horseshit leftist propaganda, then I want them to be the kind of student that just openly mocks their teacher and then just takes the suspension and thinks that it's all fun. <laughs> and making obvious demon faces at the child whenever the camera's sort of like whenever she thinks she's not being looked at by the parents. Yeah, there should be a little mischief in children. There should be. Yeah, I'll take your point that I I certainly would not want to have the my sons or daughter in the future look at a teacher the same way they look at me or their mom. Like that they're that those are similar authority figures or or figures of guidance in their lives. Um there there's a lot of danger in that. I think you're right. So so at what age do you think you would start prompting children to make analytical moral philosophical um i imagine this will come up early in the christiansen household for some reason but you know where you present them with uh some sort of moral quandary and, yeah. and say well what, what do you think of this uh i, I guess i don't necessarily have like a, a time in mind like we're going to do this at x point but <laughs> I, I think if for my for my oldest son it's just going to depend on when that sort of thought capability presents itself when that kind of independent I think this is right or I think this is wrong topic comes up. I I'm sure I will facilitate that with the why questions and try to draw that out. Um, because of course I, I hope that my sons are men of moral clarity. I hope that my sons are also critical thinkers mm -hmm. and I want them to agree with my general worldview. Certainly because I think that it's right for the most part. Otherwise I wouldn't believe it. But I want them to know why. It's like I, I don't want them to just have a carbon copy of my worldview in their minds because I said so. I want them to know why those are the answers to the questions. And you got to facilitate that, too. So I, I know that doesn't give you a direct answer, but to me, it's just where that where that inclination comes up. Facilitate. Ask those questions that draw that out for that kid. Anyway, do you have any yeah. other thoughts before we let you go? Not unless you have any uh, uh, can answer the question of why uh, Adam and Eve eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I'm, why is that the tree that I'm not allowed to eat from? Because I don't makes no fucking sense. I don't know, man. I am not a why scriptural would you do that? scholar. Yeah. Uh, which reminds me, though, the Bible study is coming back, but I'll announce on Sunday. All right. We're two we're two weeks delayed. It's now oh, September 29th I'll, instead of September I'll 15th. Keep thinking about it. But uh, September 29th, we will be coming back. And I apologize to everybody who was involved previously because we've been off since like March and it's now turned into a six month hiatus instead of what was supposed to be a three month. But as I mentioned, pieces are moving, things are happening and the Bible study has to. Uh, well, we just we have to make sure that that everything is set up to, to fit where it needs to fit. Standing off and standing by them. Uh, yes. Yeah, exactly. We're exactly like the Proud Boys on January 6th. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good night. Appreciate it. That was nice. Did you see that the speaking of the Proud Boys, 
uh, I don't know the likelihood that this is going to happen, but last I saw, federal prosecutors were trying to get Enrique Tario for like 30 or 40 years of prison time really? for January 6th. Is he going to get nothing? Is a fed? I don't He might get the full sentence. I could definitely, mm. they might lock him up effectively for life. We'll see about that. For his seditious conspiracy. I so don't know. Fed, fed, fed. I bet he he was an informant at some point. I, I don't think that's disputed. Yeah. Uh, but I also know that on January 6th, he 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 and the rest of them uh, did not do crimes that are worthy of decades in prison. No, but I also, you know, I have mafia rules on informants. Uh, which is what? That they have to be whacked. Uh. Also that I can't get behind him after, you know, he informed on a bunch of his buddies. That's really weak. I don't I guess I don't know all the details of what he did or did not say or on whom he snitched or did not. Yeah, but, I don't know. I just highly doubt anything's going to happen. Though. Well, I guess we'll find out. Uh, Devious Scorpio, are you there? Devious Scorpio, you got anything? Can you hear him? Mm-mm, nothing. OK, we'll have to come back to you. Oh, no, I, I did get some. Wait, I saw hey. something light up. Are you there? Oh, yeah. OK. Oh, sorry. Yeah, what's on your mind? Uh, first off, nice Nuka's shirt. <laughs> uh, thank you. I, I'll, I'll wear it again on Sunday so that people can see it. But yes, I have I have a legit Chattanooga Lookouts Nuga shirt. They're Are you a available. listener of color? Uh, yeah, I, I am black. Yeah. Do I have a Do I have a Nuga? Are you, are you pass? offended? Does he have a Nuga pass? No, no, what? because it literally. I no, because it doesn't look like the N word. So. Ah. Oh, okay. Can we say not it? even a little. Let us say it. Give us the pass. For Nuga? Yeah, anyway, my gosh, you got Nuga. the pass. You got the pass. No, I want, I want a hard R, lifelong <laughs> pass. That's what I want. Uh, oh, no, if I can give you that, if I can give you uh, one time use of the N-word. The N-word. the N-word. You know what the N-word okay. is? Okay. All right. I'll use it appropriately. <laughs> uh, anyway. All right. What's but, on your mind, man? But seriously, uh, what do you think is the likelihood that Donald Trump could get even a respectable number of black voters this upcoming election? Because I'm seeing a lot of other conservative pundits saying that he possibly could. I really don't see how we could. Yeah, I, th- I think that's yeah. overstated personally. But that's, that's just we my have guess. had overconfidence guess, problems since 2016. Uh, I think. Because, sorry, go ahead. Because I just. Like this whole like much, I think it's completely overblown. I don't think even like a quarter of black people like them like that. It's just like for the memes, or whatever. But because obviously we're around, because me being like hanging out with black people, they don't they don't really care about politics like that, and they'll just vote for whatever Democrat. So like, and plus the Republicans' uh, tactics to try to get black votes not existent. So. There's just no legitimate way. Yeah, I think the uh, all the hype was about one poll. I forget if Fox conducted the poll or if it was just results that were shown on Fox, but it was showing something like 20 percent black support for Trump. I mean, if that happened, if 20 percent of black voters showed up and voted for Trump, that would be election changing for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't. Uh, I'm going to need to see a lot more polls to that effect before I ever believe that that there's going to be something some number like that on election night particularly with the uh levels of fortification that are bound to be in play 
I, uh, yeah, I, I, I I'm going to hit the uh, doubt button on that one as well. But, uh, that, because, yeah, if, if, because if they were to really, uh, if they were really to try to get 20%, they would have to do some next level, just pandering. And that would just be completely counter counterintuitive to what, uh, what the goal should be. So I, yeah, there's just no possible way. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll believe it when I see it, but I, I think I'll have a lot of things to see, to believe on uh, election night, which of course is not election night anymore. It'll be election week and election month. Um, 2024 is going to be very, very interesting because I know that some of the rules have gone back. Some have changed. Not everything that was in place in 2020 is still there, but in a lot of States, in a lot of crucial states, you still have vote by mail, you still have ballot harvesting, and you still yeah. have massive, well-funded Democrat operations to uh, take advantage of those things. And um, and so I, 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 I'm very pessimistic about the prospect for the outcome. Um, I, I don't want to say that to... Obviously, I'm going to keep talking about this. I think it's very important. I will... <laughs> do my civic duty of voting as much as blonde uh, tries to discourage me and all that. But um, so I don't want to be defeatist about it. It's just, I, I have to recognize the forces in play that are in play. And, and the other thing that's going to be very interesting to watch about how this plays out. And that's even setting aside the prospect of like Trump being in prison or something like that is just how those results are going to be what, what the reaction to that is going to be because nobody's going to be eager to try a January 6th too. So what are we going to, are we going to, nobody's going to be eager to even question the results because you look at what's happening in terms of the lawfare. You might you get prosecuted. If you, if you take the wrong step investigating what you believe to be sketchy election results, mm-hmm. I, it's either like everybody sits down for it or we have some kind of, what steps do you have other than like some effort at national separation? Like we're not paying our taxes anymore or something like that. I don't know what the reaction to this election is going to be. I, uh, I'm going to be fascinated to watch and I just, I have a lot of worry about it too. I think it's, uh, I think we're headed towards some serious conflict to be honest. I will say if, if Republicans somehow won in 2024, it would be worse than 2016, like way worse so. I think I well in that situation, which I mean, I, I if if any Republican Trump or otherwise wins the next round, I guess I'm going to have to I'm going to have to grant the premise that the fortification was overstated, which uh, I just don't think is going to be the case. But in that situation, like you're describing, I also think that that is going to be that that is going to get violent in at least spotty ways like. The Trump win the first time around was kind of uh, was kind of cute. You know what I mean? Like it was entertaining yeah, to watch these people scream at the yeah. sky, but it had a cute quality to it. If if Trump won again, there's gonna, there's not going to be much cute about it. These people are going to be violently out of their minds. I guarantee you that. Maybe not around here. Like I'm not worried about. I'm not worried living in Montana or something. But if I lived in an urban center, uh, like if I lived West Coast, East Coast, I I would definitely be worried in that situation. They would they would riot a lot here in Atlanta. So yeah. I just I just know. Oh, you're they in would... Atlanta, are you? Yeah. You need to be yeah. on pipe watch come November 2024. We make sure. Yeah, we but don't you're have... black. You're just gonna be like, I voted for Biden. It's fine, and then nobody will kill you. <laughs> I don't know. No, I am not voting for him. I, no, 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 don't vote I'll for him. Just lie about him. Uh, 
Oh, well, true, because, you know, I might get fucked up, but, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm going to let you go, but last word if you want it. No, that was really it. Thank okay. you for taking the call. Of course. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. Yep. I'm just glad to have my nougat pass. If anyone gives me any uh, hard time on Sunday when I. He must really like us. He gave me a, a one time hard R pass. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm going to yell it out of my car window. Oh, OK. I was going to say, don't I have not awarded such a pass, even though we both have said the hard R on this show. I have done no such thing. You totally have. You quoted Joe Biden. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I called Jack Conti not a white N word. I called him not a hard R N word, which I thought was very. Boring. And I was quoting somebody. So what's what does it matter? It uh, it's time for the last call of the month, which, of course, goes to our friendly call screener, Tim. By what name are you known? There are some who call me. Tim, Tim, it's time for your call. What's on your mind? Timmy. Hey, um, sorry. Before I forget, Matt, just want to say for Saturday, I think the second is uh, happy birthday for Calvin. That's true. I, uh, I I may have to. Well, first of all, thank you. And second of all, there is a there is a very fancy second birthday cake planned. Really? Not. Yeah, store I was going to ask that. I'm like, hang on, is he? I was going to ask that. I'm like, hang on, is he too? Because I'm like. It can't be that long already. That that seems insane. Yeah, and now he's old enough to get it. So this is going to be really fun. And like any little boy, uh, he loves trucks, heavy equipment. Um, so so the idea for my wife is she's going to make him a cake that's got you know a bunch of Tonka trucks on it and an cool. excavator. And it's going to be digging in the chocolate cake. And it's going to be this whole construction scene. So I think this is going to be really cool. And then, of course, we're going to get to see the uh, the Oreo-faced aftermath. Uh, last year on his first birthday was a lot of fun because it was just like the inartful shoveling of the cake. He's very young and still kind of introducing himself to solid foods. Now he's a little more skilled in the solid food consumption. And so I think it's going to be a a fun time on Saturday. I'm just disgusted that you assume trucks are a boy thing and just apply those gender roles like a, like a, like a bigot. I'm just, you could see it's so natural. You would even say that. I saw, uh, for, that, just for some unrelated reason, Sargon had shared this meme on Twitter the other day, and it was just these apes pointing at the sky looking at a helicopter because that's what all men do. We we stop whatever we're doing and we look at helicopters whenever they fly by, but you can see it in in my son, and it's not just it's not just my son who has to stop what he's doing anytime some truck drives by or an airplane or a helicopter and has to point on it. Ooh, ooh. You know, he's still in the grunt phase. Point at it in the sky. But I was out um, doing some stuff in the neighborhood on Saturday. There was kind of a neighborhood cleanup stuff. So I was meeting some of the new neighbors in in our neighborhood. And uh, another uh, there's another young family and they have he's like an 18 month old boy and he's in the little backpack and every big truck that drives by on the road. He's doing the same thing. Oh, 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 pointing at him, you know, and it's like, what? here I thought I had a uniquely entertaining young man and in fact all yeah. these young boys just point boys. and grunt at trucks they're programmed to do that yep it's a boy yeah, thing yeah. yeah anyway um now i just want to ask a favor for the topic tonight because the first thing i'm gonna say you guys are gonna want to viscerally react to and say i'm an idiot i'm insane piss off and want to kick me off the call but i just want to be able to somewhat lay out my point before you guys jump in 
and then okay. I'll sort of cue you guys uh, because again, I think the visceral reaction is going to be you're insane. But okay. I want to put forth an idea and hear what you guys think. And look, there might be disagreement over definitions as well, which Stop might qualifying. lead to. Get to I know, it. just say it. <laughs> okay, so I want to say that I don't think the left are hypocritical. And the reason I would oh say that, God, uh, and not that they don't do horrible things, but the reason I would say that is I would define hypocritical as you believe something yourself is wrong or is bad or shouldn't be done, however you want to define it, and you call out other people, but then you do it yourself. I don't think they're hypocritical because I think almost all the stuff they ever call out, they don't believe is wrong or bad. They don't believe in in the horrific nature of whatever the thing happens to be. And well, so yeah. they call it out. And And the best example I could give, and this isn't political per se, but I think it's a good example to illustrate it, is when you've got uh, atheists or even just people that are non-religious that hammer religious people on, oh, you shouldn't be doing that because that's against your religious and stuff. They don't give a shit. They don't hold themselves that standard because they don't believe in it. And I think that's kind of a, a good example of what I'm talking about. Now, again, you guys might disagree, so I'd be curious to hear what you guys think of of that not as an idea. And I especially just think it probably needs to be explored because we need to think about how to approach things because if they don't really believe in the stuff they're decrying, then we can't shame them into changing yeah. behavior. What are you talking about? I, I totally agree with you. That's the beauty of being a philosophically unsound and morally unscrupulous. Uh, you can oh, just do whatever good you want. for um, you. Yeah. But yeah, just they're not hypocrites at all. They're like, uh, the ends justify the means. Now I'm going to lie to your face. It's like, okay, that's yeah. totally consistent the, dis- to me. the distinction you're making. I mean, you could we could sit here and debate like, well, is a hip- what's the definition of a hypocrite? But the distinction that you're making is that the rules in this case, from their perspective, are not rules for any moral reason. They're rules solely for political utility. They're rules only insofar as you can beat up your enemy with them. And if you can't beat up their, your enemy with them, then who cares? The, the rule is not for any moral reason for its own sake. It's just utility to to get your enemy and I think you're right. The The reason that distinction matters is because uh, going back to them with a rule that actually holds no inherent moral value will not change their behavior because it's only the, the value is that it can beat you up, not that it can beat them up. So you know, like, how, how, I suppose it's the, one of the classic uh, conundrums of this show. How how do you fight uh, an amoral enemy to the extent that you believe in fundamental moral truths mm-hmm. uh, yeah but yeah but it, it, it's just interesting because i do hear people say that and i go oh well yeah they're being hypocritical and it's like well no they can't be hypocritical because they don't believe it so i, I kind of get what they're saying what's uh but I, I i understand what they mean in that they espouse rules that they themselves do not uphold or believe in what do you think is there a better term that you would prefer to use for that um i mean i don't even i don't really know i it's difficult because the term of uh, hypocrisy is working on the is again working on that assumption that they hold maybe moral hectoring. Hmm. Like I, I feel like they're morally hectoring you. They don't necessarily have to believe it, but they can still morally Aussie hector thing? you. They what is still, hectoring? Unless I'm using the wrong term, I'm pretty sure hectoring is just like nagging, kind of 
Yeah, well, maybe you don't use the term nagging in either a, in a bullying way. Well, we we do use the term nagging, but it's just very dangerous. You know, it's like uh, it's like rigor. You can't say that hectoring. Oh, hectoring. Okay. Hectoring. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, why would that be? Da- no, no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's just you know when right, someone's. The, um, it's the South, South Park, Park bit. It's yeah, yeah the South Park thing. Yeah. Okay, so hectoring is talking in a bullying way. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I was using it right. You. You kind of threw me off and made me think that maybe I was using the wrong. No, word. I just I've never um, heard that word in that way. So I'm wondering if it's one of those Aussie things. But I don't it know. might be. I I do that all the time. I do throw you guys words where you're just like, what the hell are you talking about? Because, you know, there's English and then there's Australian and then there's American. There are kind of variances in the different forms of English yeah. depending on what part of the world you're in. Um, but, yeah, I, I would think, um, yeah, moral hectoring maybe. I mean, I'm not really sure what word I'd use, but it is something that we need to somewhat define because we need to understand how you could fight back against it because, you know, it's no point fighting back in a way where they don't care. They're not going to give a shit why, you know. Yeah, uh, the the like obviously the big one at the moment is Trump even joking about jailing Hillary was you know the end of democracy. They don't give a shit that you know, you know by their own by their own sort of admittance. You know, on places like CNN are going, man, some of these charges are really kind of a bit. You know, I'm not sure they're going to go anywhere because the charges are quite spurious. They're not really very solidly grounded. Yeah, even something like the ones in Georgia where they're literally having to basically try and charge them with conspiracy, you just look at it and go, well, if there's actual illegal things done, just charge them with that. Why do you need to make mm-hmm. conspiracy the charge? Which I think we all know why, but. Uh, yeah, it, it's a, it's a, it's a criminal organization conspiring to do what? And and she's saying overturn the election, but you actually do have a right to challenge election results. So at some level, there's kind of that, you're right. There's kind of that element of like conspiracy to brush your teeth or something like that. It's yeah. Yeah. The underlying crime is not exactly clear. Exactly. And overturning an election is not in and of itself a crime. There are legal avenues to do that. Right. Yeah. Because there are, there are ways of of showing that, you know, an election was, uh, was, you don't even have to say fraudulently incorrectly delivered, to the wrong person yeah. while there's, you know, processes to overturn those results. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. But I just, I don't know. I look and go, I, I just wonder how we approach that because I just, it, it kind of annoys me of, of why are you trying to make people feel bad about stuff that they're not going to feel bad about? Stop doing that. It's frustrating to watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, it's an entire, it's an entire worldview based on just brute force. And I don't mean yeah. physical brute force, although it certainly can come to that. But I mean, like, just the rhetorical brute force of shouting down opposition as opposed to explaining rationally why you hold the position that you do and and gaining power by convincing people. Instead, it's just gaining power by rhetorically browbeating people by mercilessly mocking or otherwise um, minimizing your opposition or in this case, using using legal methods to try to eliminate your opposition and all everything that these people do is, is by mechanisms of force, not by mechanisms of persuasion. And well, that is why they are the way that they are. And like I said, I think that that's the, one of the great dilemmas on this show. How do you defeat that without becoming that? Because I, I I do agree that these are amoral. Amoral would be the polite way to describe them as in without moral guidance or without moral rules. 
could characterize them as immoral, as in actively evil, actively anti-moral. How do you defeat that well without becoming that sort of uh, that sort of monster? Frankly, yeah, yeah, and and I did enjoy your conversation with the um, uh, how do you pronounce the name? Bonet, Bonet the Bonet, Bonet couple. Yes, Bonet. Uh, I did enjoy your because um, you know hearing him talk about principles. I'm like. Oh my goodness, Matt's gonna yeah, you know, Matt's gonna have to lie down after this Go conversation. On. He's gonna get so yeah. excited about all oh, the principles talk. Yeah. Of um and that was a good example of where they sort of came out on top, but I just look at that and go, I'm not sure that will apply to every situation. That it happened to work out somewhat for them. They had to go through some stuff first, but um yeah, I just worry because I, I I feel like there's not gonna be every situation where you can be principled and not just get steamrolled by people that don't give a shit about. Yeah. And that, that is the problem. You know, as much as, as much as I would love to have a world where I can talk to these monsters and, you know, I obviously a critical listener, I'm speaking in somewhat exaggerated terms here, but grant me the metaphor. If you're talking to a monster and this monster has no belief in any moral framework that will restrain his abuse of other people, it would be nice if I could talk to that monster and say, you know, have you ever considered not being so monstrous? It's like the sharp teeth and and the, the, the scary, you know, whatever, your big scary stature and the things that you do to people is awfully mean. You should reform who you are and be a nicer person instead of a monster. What happens with monsters? Monsters get slayed. That's how monsters are defeated. And it mm. takes somebody brave and somebody strong with a sword or whatever. Yeah, it just comes to that. And there's a time for talking to monsters and there's a time for slaying monsters. And uh, it seems like every day we take another step towards the necessity for slaying. And yeah, I don't I don't say that metaphorically with, to the feds that are listening in. Yeah, yeah I, mean, really. I don't say that with eagerness. It's just a recognition of the moral circumstances that I can try to tell well, you yeah. the moral circumstances yeah. a million times. If you continue to ignore them and abuse people, eventually the monster needs slaying. And if, that's by the monster's decision, by the way. The monster was free to stop monstering anytime he wanted, but he couldn't. And so he had to be slain. Yeah, and, and that is a fair point. Of Often I think people mistake um, just observation for a threat of you push people too far and eventually they will get aggressive in fighting back. And it's like, that's not a threat. That's just human nature. That's just human nature, you've exactly. To, yeah. You've got to understand how things are going to work and approach things uh with that in mind so yeah but they know that all right man uh we got to let you go but a quick last word if you'd like it uh no i think probably yeah only thing i could say is as usual appreciate you know um appreciate being able to help out on the show appreciate everything you entrust me to do and and i hope yeah you're happy with the stuff i do for you and you know um, nope, very we hate thankful you. for the opportunities you've given and, me. Oh, of course you do, Blonde. You hate it. And you can go to hell. So. And no, you're you you're such a joy to talk to you every time. No. Get out of here. Thank no, you. Get out. That's very nice of you to say. So have a good night. I'll leave you guys it. to it and I uh, hope you guys have a good night. See you later. Okay. So uh, many questions. Thanks oh, to actually, all our callers so this evening. Appreciate it very much. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. if you'd like to send us an email question, if you can't call into the show or you're having trouble getting into the show, just send us an email question. Contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact, mattis.gay slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. We'll get to those at the end of the stream each week, as we will right now. First up, in Terabang. 
Hi, Matt and Blonde. I'm getting tired of hearing people on the right complaining about the state like it's some sort of boogeyman. In a self-governing constitutional republic, aren't the people supposed to be the state? The political right has refused to govern for at least 40 years. Isn't that why we the people have lost our republic? In our system of checks and balances, isn't the limit on the government power supposed to be opposing forces fighting each other tooth and nail for what they see as right? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, um, I I think that uh, like certainly I use that term the state in the in the in the way that you're describing, like the state to present it as something of an evil force. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Of course, the state has its legitimate purposes. Why do we establish the state? We establish the state at the consent of the governed to defend the rights of the people. But the state, to the extent it has authority and power over all of us, is also very dangerous. And I think that's why it gets that sort of negative presentation or this boogeyman presentation because if it's not properly restrained that that is what it becomes it becomes the sort of monster we were just describing um but okay so uh, uh, let me make sure i understand the question that that's why it gets characterized as a boogeyman and i will defend that point but in a self-governing constitutional republic aren't the people supposed to be the state um the people are the boss of, I suppose. I don't think that the people are the state necessarily. They're the. Well, we that was the original. That was the founder's intent that lay people get involved for a limited amount of time in mm-hmm. local and federal government and then remove themselves. So the average person was supposed to be representative of the state or the state was supposed to be representative of the average. Person. Yeah, that is that is the aim. But I would still consider them separate entities, I suppose, like. Is the citizenry and the state one and the same, or are they different things? They're different things, but I mean, they're inextricably linked. I mean, I think that what the point that they're getting at is that uh, the, the state was supposed to be more representative of the average yeah. Joe's interests, which is true. And I, I would agree with the premise that in principle, if the state is supposed to be the extension of the people in that way, it serves at the pleasure and consent of the people, um, then yeah, to the extent that the state, air quotes, is doing bad things, the people should take responsibility and correct that. And I I do believe in that principle. I would also recognize that that's not really the situation that we live in anymore. Like does the state, as it applies to DC, is any of that true? I mean, like is DC actually an extension of the, the people of this country? No. And that's why DC had all kinds of limitations on its power in the original design limitations that have since been eroded. Right. I think he's Uh, right. that checks and balances were supposed to prevent this, but it is our fault that this happened because we sacrificed basically for the for the welfare state. We sacrificed what was right for what was easy. Yeah. And uh, we allowed this behemoth government to develop an insurmountable bureaucracy, the likes of which we will never be able to dismantle in our lifetimes. So, yeah, I think I think that he's right. This is our own fault. Uh, like, yeah, I, I guess what. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the the government is made up fundamentally of a collection of immoral people. And uh, we are we as a society allowed that to happen over time. I mean, I don't know. Is that is that your fault individually? Is there some kind of collective fault to that? We're a society that that somehow lost our, our moral character, our moral leadership to counter that sort of thing. How that happened. uh well, I think you're I, I think you're right. It was it was a deal for comfort and for mm-hmm. uh, the government providing for you rather than the government seeing to it that your your rights are not violated. We we totally. accepted the terms of that exchange. Um, we do have 20 questions. Okay. So we're going to have to keep it moving. Thank you. Keep it moving. Um, 
Honky, a blonde is a Catholic. What percentage of people that die do you think go to heaven when people pass away? Friends and family always say the person's in a better place now, but as a Christian myself, I know that this isn't the case. Most people, in my opinion, don't go to heaven. I, I have no idea. I mean, I have made no personal assurance that I am going to heaven myself. I mean, I know that a lot of staunch Catholics believe that if you don't die in a state of grace that you go to hell. And if, and if you don't go to church on Sunday, that's a mortal sin. You've lost your privilege as being in a state of grace. So in traditional Catholicism, like you will go to hell. Everyone pretty much is going to hell. (laughs) Son of a bitch. I'm not sure if I believe that. Like I, God wants us to be with him and he wants to save our souls. Um, I just, intuitively, I just kind of can't believe that he's going to send people to hell for not honoring the Sabbath for uh, minor infractions that do technically make you fall from being in a state of grace. If I I end up in a hell cell next to like Dr. Fauci, I'm going to have some real disputes with the system. All right. I am not. I recognize that I'm a sinner. Okay, I'm not disputing that. Yeah. Not a perfect man. Moral problems all over. However, yeah, so like Stalin and Skag go to the same <laughs> place. Like I'm not, I'm not buying that. Like God is supposed be... to be fair and just, and that, and there is no justice in that. And so I just don't believe. It. What percentage of people go to heaven? I, I don't know. Listen, I'm a lapsed Catholic. I, I don't know anything. Hmm. Thank you for the question, Honky. And it was for blonde, so I won't, I won't chime in anymore. Than yeah, shit. Religious up. ignorance already has. Cheesemaker says, as a Trump supporter, why should I care the way Trump is being treated by the Biden administration? He did nothing to help people arrested on January 6th. Uh, He could have cleaned house when he was president. He also could have done a better job of pissing off, uh, of not pissing off so many people during his four years as president. He could have made better choices during his presidency and stood up for his supporters. He could have done a better job during COVID and stopped Black Lives Matter from rioting all summer. He is getting what he deserves because of his arrogance as president. Uh, I you could certainly criticize all of those moves, and I don't think that you necessarily have to have um, deep concern for the man himself. But I will say that that the principles that are being violated here are a danger for for everybody. Not um, not just that we could all be prosecuted for flimsy charges or potentially face jail time for something like that, but just the idea that we as a country no longer respect the rights of our opposition to disagree with us, to challenge us, and to have that political fight in good faith with a recognition that winners and losers both go home to, both go home to their families at the end of the contest and will fight another day. When you erode all of that, um, we're, we're headed toward a country that is going to be much more dangerous, frankly. Mm-hmm. We're headed toward a country that is going to have serious conflict to resolve these problems. And so that's why I would say you should care about the way Trump is being treated. It's there's the reason I care. Like, obviously, I don't think Trump did anything to to deserve rotting in prison for the rest of his life. If he did, my concern, even though I have concern for the injustice for the man as a person, the prospect for our country, I think, is what concerns me much, much more. Totally, totally. And that's why he has fanatical support. People are, are religious zealots about Trump support. And I. I'm sympathetic to that because although Trump is imperfect and he made incredible errors in judgment um, during his presidency, which I find very difficult to overlook, 
Uh, he did shake things up uh, to a degree, which it, I mean, we haven't seen in, in maybe in American history. Right. Um, and like you mentioned, the real problem with this is uh, that justice is not being applied equally to people. Like, look, look at what Biden did. Biden has done the same thing with classified documents, all this fucking shit. You know, it's it's the same thing. But th- they're showing us um, without mincing words. They're, they're not even trying to lie about what they're doing, that that justice is going to be applied unequally to people that support Trump. And, and that is an upheaval of the entire um, American experiment, although I question whether or not it's so bad that blonde is defending traditional American principles. Okay. That's how bad. Well, I don't even think traditional American principles exist, but I'm going to defend that above, uh, these, these goddamn communists, (laughs) right? Fair enough. I'm not a monster. Um, (laughs) what is this one? Thank you. What is this? Oot. I think that's just a real name. Oot Hagen. Sounds uh, Scandinavian or something. I just said something disgusting in some, yeah. disgu- in some Nordic language. Um, do you believe a man who claims is actually female, like Caitlyn Jenner, Rachel Levine, etc., should be corrected when they claim to be mother of the children their wife gave birth to? I can't even follow I mean, that. Mother of the children. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, like, uh, Dick Levine has kids, right? I think he does. And he claims he's the mom of those kids, but there actually is a mom of those kids. That's what we're asking. Yes, they should even, be. Yes. Yes. I, I think that the only way that we can deal with these people is just open mockery all the time. Right. Well, they how ex- else do we deal with that? They expect us to accept their delusion world that I have to enter the delusion world and say, yes, Rachel, you're a woman and a mom. That is an exertion of power over me that, that I will deny reality to use the terms that you want to affirm your bizarre delusion world that is an aggression actually against me it's not a physical aggression it's not violence i get it but i'm not committing an aggression against you by correcting those words to use the correct terms that's not mm-hmm. an attack the the attack is on everybody else trying to force them to deny reality in the first place so yeah the, pushing back on the use of words is the kindest possible treatment and you're fully entitled to the use of those words. Anyone who's trying to tell you that you aren't is committing an aggression against you. And yeah. so it, it should be challenged in that way. Dawn. Is this a tramp? Dawn Gator? No, everybody, everybody who just has normal names. I mean, they're going to be. I think I'm, they'll think I'm insulting them. And in, re, in reality, I'm just trying not to say like, you know, humongous or whatever joke name. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, how much of Trump's base, if any, do you think uh, he would lose if all of a sudden uh, he oh, if he all of a sudden started campaigning on ultra woke talking points such as calling for America to fix its original sin of racism, claiming that gender does not exist and repeating the lie that Michael Brown was murdered just for being black. Um, 70 percent. There's still some some right wing boomers that would be fine with all of this. Look how popular that ginger faggot with that singing that song is now. What do you What's got against name? Oliver Anthony? What did he do uh, to you? He's all, he's all like, he went on Joe Rogan. He's all talking, America's a melting pot and all this. Stuff. I'm totally convinced that he's some plant to further this anti-white narrative, but like for the right. Okay. 
I'm real conspiratorial about this guy. He's like, they sent the ginger banjo man to get us, but I won't take this $8 million contract. I'm like, what are you a retard? Take the contract. You live in a trailer. Anyway, 70 to 80%. There are still some boomers that would be like, uh, yeah, all those you've, things are true. You've, smoke, uh, you've spoken negatively about certain hick demographics that you don't like. Is he a part of the hick demographic? No, I think that that this is um, a, a corporatized elitist that grew his beer out and is talking like this. Hmm. I've seen him go off script with his, with his accent before. I think hmm. this guy's full of shit. Uh, I, I would agree with you. I would say that there's probably about a quarter of Trump supporters that are loyal to the man, period. And he could say the most plainly insane leftist nonsense and they would still they would rationalize it as some kind of 40 chess move or some kind of strategic thing or whatever. Um, I don't think it's most, though. I think even though there is a tremendous loyalty to the man. I think fundamentally the reason the man has so much loyalty is because he spoke to a lot of truths that other people didn't speak to effectively or were not allowed to speak to remove those truths. Even though Trump has a big personality that people like to, I don't think they're there for the personality as much as they are for the truths that he represents. Totally. Totally. Um, Gilgamesh, who wrote two emails about this, he was really worried. He's like, do not eat the fish in Japan. I'm glad he talked about this. I've done a lot of research about this this week. Hey, Blonde, uh, did you know that Japan uh, dumped their contaminated water from Fukushima into the Pacific Ocean? He also said, don't eat the fish. Um, Okay, I've done a bunch of research on this. And then I emailed this Australian uh, nuclear physicist who worked on the Fukushima project. And uh, what they did, what the Japanese did. So for those of you who don't know, in 2011, Fukushima nuclear reactor in Japan um, melted down. And to put out a nuclear fire, you have to use a tremendous amount of water, not in the way you think. And all of that water gets irradiated. So they have 500 million gallons of irradiated water. Now, the Japanese, being the upstanding, environment-loving people that they are, although they eat whale, I know, they did uh, a really extensive treatment on this uh, nuclear waste, whereby they removed 62 of 64 nuclear isotopes. Now, the remaining two they have, one of them is tritium, and they couldn't remove it because it bonds to hydrogen, which is a component of water, H2O. So they couldn't get rid of it. Now, tritium, the half-life in the environment is only 12 years. With uranium, I think it's like 700 million years or something like that. So they really got it down to the absolute least radioactive components that they could. And they are releasing that into the ocean. They have to do something with it. They're releasing, uh, I think like a few hundred gallons every, I don't know, every so often for the next 40 years. If you look at the components of this, it is so far below the standard of what is acceptable. The, the ever, people are so afraid of radioactivity. Okay. A lot of things. Shut up. Radioactive. Silly woman. I am not listening to a female lecture about chemistry ever again. I know so much about this because <laughs> you I do I'm know going way to too much the whole time. I'm thinking, is she making this up? Off the no, top of this her is head? all true. Okay. okay. When you go, your background radiation is 2.3, I think it's called millicuries um, on an yeah. annual basis. If you live in Colorado, it's like four. A flight is like 0.03 or something like that. What you're getting from eating, uh, from eating Japanese seafood every single day for a year is 0.0003. It barely adds to your background radiation. The Chinese and the Koreans, they have stopped importing all uh, Japanese sushi and um, anything that's saltwater 
is contained in salt water. So sea salt and, and um, seaweed. But that's just because everybody hates the Japanese. The Chinese, they're still all mad about Nanking. And Koreans, there's there's some low-key ethnic cleansing. It's institutionalized racism, you say. Systemic racism. Dude, ev- all Asians hate the Japanese. They fucking well, hate the Japanese. When you come back from Japan and you are glowing green, I will... Short answer. I am. I am going to eat the. I'm going to eat the fish. Yeah. I feel confident. Also, this this nuclear physicist told me this. He said the UK, France, China, and Korea have all dumped untreated nuclear waste into the ocean over the last century. At least the Japanese are, have treated it. They've done what they can, and then they really, They went to world organizations, and they were like, "We're doing this thing," and then everybody uh, flips shit. All I know is. You're going to have to pick an allegiance at some point. It's either the Chinese or the Japanese. It can't be both. Japanese. Okay. The Chinese are, they're, they're shifty, shifty nuclear waste dumping bastards. They produce more plastic than anybody on the world. I'm just saying team chap on this one. I trust them. I think it's going to be fine. Everybody needs to stop being neurotic about radiation. You get radiation from eating a banana. Everything's fine. Everyone chill out. All right. Remember uh, when we said hurry up on answering questions? All right. Uh, <laughs> but I know so much about this. I've Thank done you, so Gilgamesh. much research on this this week. Pete Buttplug. Ew. What are we as Americans going to do about the illegal immigrants crossing the border? Uh, it's going to get to a point where it starts affecting all of the states, not just the states on the border. Is it going to get to the point where citizens start dealing with it themselves? I mean, it already all of those things are already here. We have cartel activity in Bozeman. All right, that's being reported on current. Are you serious? Yes, uh, because and I'm sure you do, too, because there's a lot of drug trafficking along I-90 between Seattle, mm-hmm. Minneapolis or even east of there. Uh, so, yeah, there has been Mexican cartel activity in Bozeman, which makes me very nervous because I've seen the cartel videos and I don't want anything like that, that to happen crazy. to me or my family. But yeah, th- th- that's the thing. Once these people enter the country, I'm sure a lot of them end up staying in the border region just for proximity reasons. But there's nothing to stop them from going wherever the hell they want. From wherever they want, right? So totally, yeah. it, it that issue is already present. And then, you're, as far as your question, uh, will people have to stop it themselves? Yes, I mean that. There are a lot of there's already some of that going on with people who live on the border having to didn't somebody get in a bunch of trouble? They were like doing citizens arrests or they were doing vigilante border arrests in Arizona or Texas. I can't remember. I don't know. I mean, to some extent, the state of Texas is already doing it themselves with these buoys and other things that they're installing on their border because the federal government won't do anything about it. So, yeah, I mean, will it reach critical mass where it's like. Uh, it's not just the cartel people. It's not just the people who will slit your throat with a chainsaw. It is, uh, it's just the massive people in a desperate condition who are in need of all sorts of resources too. I mean, even if these are, even if these are people who are good hearted and not trying to harm you, we still are a country of limited resources. Mm-hmm. As you've seen in New York, where they dump a bunch of these migrants, you got all these progressives saying, well, we just don't have the resources to house and deal with yeah. these people. Correct. That's just the practical reality of it. So, yeah, I mean, the problem will force people to deal with it one way or another. That uh, It's unavoidable. So, yeah, I agree. It's, it's another yeah. element of unsustainability that we are uh, headed headed down. Um, longtime listener, what are your views on reaction content? Seen a lot of commentary on YouTube claiming reaction channels are stealing from the original creator. Hmm. Where do we draw the line between fair use and theft? If they're creating their own original commentated com- commentating 
God, I'm retarded. I think that counts. I think that's a word. Common commenting. No, commentating cannot possibly. I, I don't, I don't to know. To commentate. Whatever. Right. That's to a verb. Comment should be the verb. I think that. commentate is different, isn't it? Yeah, I hate that. Yeah. Commentate is report on an event as it occurs. Uh, I hate that. And that's stupid. And I'm not going to say that because commenting is the same thing. Well, a comment Whatever. is just kind of a, rem- I guess, comment in the verb form is just sort of a remark about anything. This is, but if you're com- commenting on something, it implies that you're active. Whatever. Yeah. I've, okay. Um, it's the time the of the show where I become yeah. I become a retard. I think that if you are creating unique commentary based on the content of somebody else, that's fine. I mean, is it kind of lowbrow, low effort commentary? I mean, a video creation. Yeah, but it definitely has its place. Like if I see a video that really pisses me off, I'll watch all of the reaction videos. Yeah, I think there are uh, whenever people use that term, I I mean, there are like anything else. There are, I think, high level ways to make that sort of material. I think there are low level ways to make that Mm -hmm. sort of material. I think you take a piece of content that you maybe you agree with and want to praise. I guess you could do that do it that way. But for the most part, it's people criticizing it often is very effective to take pieces of content in the form of an argument and respond to them. I mean, I'm doing that a lot myself, whether it's news stories or yeah, you know, podcasts. I think what he's talking about is playing a video and then like reacting and sitting there eating popcorn while watching it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that I would say to me that I think is the low effort end of it. The reason that I say that, that it's lower effort is I think that, at least as someone who both creates and watches this sort of material, I just, I want to know, and I know I don't uphold this value because I sit on the internet reading dick jokes half the time, but but in prepared or planned content, you want to make sure that every second of the audience's time is used for a purpose. And if it's just kind of like listening to someone else talk and you're not really adding substance to it or responding to it, it, I have to question from a producer perspective why it's in there. As far as the question about whether it's fair use, even if it's it's quote unquote lazy content, to me, I it's I tend to fair be use. I, mean, I tend to be pretty. Uh, what's the word? I don't know what word would I? I I'm in favor of of allowing a lot in that regard, just because I. This know is just that, a way for people that are getting dunked on YouTube to act like it's not fair use and to get the content taken down. Yeah. I mean, if you're sitting and and watching an entire movie while actually eating popcorn and drinking a beer and hardly saying anything. Yeah, yeah, there is a point at which you're just reproducing the reposting the original content. But even if the even if the substance added is stupid and lazy, as long as it is transformational, as in you're creating a new product that is not a substitute for the original product, I am in favor of fair use principles. Agreed. So, did you read this one? Uh, no. Uh, did I read the last one? I don't know. I can read this one if you want. Um, uh, I can do it. Donald Trump. Yeah. Spoke about interviews and guests on Sundays. Does Blonde have any of any in the works for her channel? Also, what realistic guest, if any, would you both like to have in the show? Unfortunately, I'm unavailable <laughs> at the moment. I don't have anything in the works. Part of it is that I'm, I'm having a pregnancy from hell, and I've really lost momentum to to get. To, to like want to go through the process of talking to somebody, I have to be very excited about their content. And I'm not saying that everyone sucks, but like the, the YouTube landscape is 
just dog shit these days. Like the heyday of YouTube where there was just amazing mind opening content to watch every single day is long gone. Everybody's just this like people that are left that haven't gotten banned. It's a lot of the same. Like, I don't want to listen to somebody talk about feminism. So I, I really have to find somebody new and, um, and exciting that, that makes me want to do it. Otherwise I just will sit around and worry about my pregnancy. Hmm, maybe I should just be getting people on so I can get out of my own head. And I'm um, I definitely have ambition to do a little bit more interviewing in the future. And that's Ann Coulter. She's lost her rank. What about that? I'll talk to Ann Coulter if you want. Yeah. I doubt she would come on our show, but we've never reached out to Ann as far as I'm aware. So we could try it. Um, some of the new opportunities that I'm excited to talk about that I can't talk about will definitely include opportunity for interview stuff. Um, I would say that for me, I have, I don't have a lot of interest in talking to other people doing the stuff that we're doing by that. I mean, YouTubers or quote unquote content creators and that it's not that I'm dismissive of that. It's just like, I, uh, I want to talk to the people who are in the stories. I want to talk to the newsmakers, the people who are a part of the story that I want to talk about. So that could be anybody who's just kind of, uh, I don't know the people like the Bonets in Idaho are part of this uh, a viral arrest story who people who aren't really public figures are in the news generally or people who are politicians who are making news every single day. I in the future, I would love to get uh, high level politicians and not even for like gotcha reasons. Yeah, but I just so rarely do some of the best episodes of Joe Rogan are politicians speaking openly both for reasons that will have me appreciate them because they seem like different people when they're actually just speaking conversationally and for reasons <laughs> that make me hate them because you realize they actually, they do suck as hard as they seem in the sound bites. So, um, that's going to be my, my aim. Like I want news making people to talk to and I'll aim high and see if people want to talk, but and if, they, if don't, they don't, that's fine. I'll talk to the people. I'll the rest of the people on the internet who are fun to talk to as well. I just accidentally closed the tab. Can you read the next one? Yeah, Sumting Wong. <laughs> part of the greatest piece of trolling of all time, or at least up there. Do you remember that one? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, fuck you. The plane crashed in San Francisco from China, and some troll reported, it was a source speaking with the local news station. They said, we have the names of the pilots. Sumting Wong, We Too Low, Holy Fook. <laughs> holy Fook. Bing Dang. <laughs> no, Ding Bang Ow. Was the last one. <laughs> great moment? This is like 2011. Do you think that more events like the Asian man Travis uh, Ikaguchi, this is the Pride Flag guy, right? Uh, that mm-hmm. shooting at the store, that shooting. Um, sorry, let me try this again. Do you think that more events like the Asian man shooting the store owner with the Pride Flag is going to have to happen to get these people to understand that this is not what we want in our society? If politicians aren't going to protect our children from what this LGBT propaganda or from this LGBT propaganda, then normal citizens will have to take things into their own hands. What are your thoughts? Well, naturally, we can't endorse any uh, violence on this show, but this is this is what the left wants. I'm not saying that people shouldn't play into what they want, because at a certain point, it's your only option. But the left knows that if they're able to propagandize people to a certain extent and just make it so brazen that it infuriates people and the reaction is violent, they can be like, ha ha, look at you violent racists, you violent sexists. And that being said, I mean, there will come a time 
where it's the only thing anybody can do. Uh, I, it's, it's interesting. I wish I could get in. Well, that's one thing I would like to know, like the shop owner, how much of the pride flag display that she had. And again, you don't have the right to go physically attack a person because of a flag they put on their property or a message. I think there's still more to this story. Um, I think there is too, but I just wonder in her head, how much of it is sincere belief that actually like pro homo mindset is so foundational and formational in her day-to-day life that she has to advertise it on her storefront. It's that important versus how much of it is like you kind of are baiting a little bit. Like you kind of want someone, she doesn't want someone to come shoot her. Obviously I'm not saying that, but does she want someone to get mad? Does she want someone to call her mean names so that she can claim that sort of victimhood? Of course. This is not to justify her murder or any, any of that. Obviously I just think that I have to question, are these sincere beliefs or are, is it, is it part of an intentional baiting to advance ideological interests? Who could really believe this? Like who could actually believe this in their heart, that this is good for society, that it's good for children. Like, I just, I just don't, this is, this is evil. The force of evil has overtaken these people. It's it's very bizarre. And when they get killed, I have to be like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) Well, those lives have value too, but uh, yeah, but you know, we talk about this all the time. Our empathy as human beings is not, it's not an endless well, and it has to be reserved for people that are like me, people that believe the same stuff that I do, people in my community, my family, my friends, that's it. Outside of that, I I don't care. Like some yeah, well, some stupid people, leftist gets gets shot yeah. for doing some dumb crap. I'm like I I I don't care. I don't care. People have a right to their lives. They don't necessarily have a right to your empathy. I get I gather that. That's a matter of your own perspective, and and you're entitled to that. Um, I just but, it's but such he a was weird one of those thing. lost men. That's what. Yeah, that's well, what is, it's, this is going to continue. That's happen. why we're playing with fire too. It's like you want yeah. a dangerous, destructive force. Remove men of their purpose, because guess what? You mm-hmm. still get all the testosterone and the uh, crazy inclinations. You just haven't restrained it with anything natural and healthy, like having a family to protect. You know what restrains bad yeah, male yeah, instincts? Yeah. Having a family to protect. You know why I don't go do crazy shit to my neighbors? Because I so know that I don't want retribution against my family. I want my totally. family to be. To, to be raised to, to grow old and healthy together, you know, and he had major daddy issues. Yeah. Um, um, oh, what I had a thought, but now, now, oh, the only other thing about these people, it's like, it's like you care, you're so pro homo that you have to have the rainbow all over your house or all over your, your business. I consider myself pretty firm in my convictions and things that I believe in and things that I think are important. I, I don't advertise that on my home front, but for maybe an American flag, uh, you know, it's not like a, I can't imagine putting some display on my, my, the front of my house that yells at everyone about my politics or something. Because like your that. personal weird. philosophies are based in your sense of morality. They aren't based on the reaction they elicit yeah. from other people. That's the, the entire leftist philosophy is just based on like how much it pisses off the average person. Yeah, I guess. It's asinine. This is I from N word. My, my wife has some bumper stickers, though. She's got like the come and nuke us bumper sticker and all that. She it's tries to be a little more provocative. Um, Just making Edward. fun of Eric Swalwell, that's all. <laughs> Bang, thing. Dear Blonde and Matt, if time allows, follow up. My friend had a five year long relationship with a girl he matched values well with really well, but the relationship fell apart after she changed her mind about their plan and no longer wanted to move away from her family to be with him. 
Since then, he has been disillusioned from relationships and now dates for fun. That means he bangs indiscriminately, I'm sure. How would you advise him to move away from the MGTOW red pill mentality? Uh, F friend, can't leave the Muslim religion because of family loyalty as far as liberalism. Wait, are you talking about your friend? This is the situation that was described earlier where it was like, should this guy date this chick, remember? And you said, yeah. go for it. Oh, what just happened? Oh. Emily's trying to come see me. Ah. Well, if you need to step out for a second. Otherwise, uh, this question is for you. So I tell you what, I'm going to, uh, we're, we're going to come back to it, Mr. N-word. Uh, and uh, I'm going to move on to Zazie McTazbot in the meantime. Hey, you guys remember the uh, black guy that shot a few whites and stated he was racially motivated about a month ago? I'm beginning to think that there's a reason one shooting will be in the news for weeks and the other is not. What do you think that reason is? And actually, to your point, I completely forgot about what story this is. I don't even I'm not even joking. I don't even remember, although I'm sure that it happened. And the situation with um, with the Jacksonville one that we were talking about on Sunday. And of course, it's still in the news. And yeah, is it terrible? Yeah, of course, you'd. I don't care what race you are. Anytime you go into a store in public with a rifle and start blowing people away, it's terrible. It's wrong. Uh, of course. I, I also note that we act like this is some sort of unique victimization of black people. Like there's just guys like, like white dudes like this with rifles, just mowing down black people all over. And we don't have the same care concern reaction to any weekend in Chicago, Baltimore, or a long list of other cities where that carnage is met and exceeded routinely every single day. So are there political motivations in highlighting certain pieces of black victimization and ignoring others? Yeah, of course. It's it's to promote the narrative that the guy in Jacksonville promotes. And it's that that white people are victimizing black people at a very high rate or it's very common or... It, it, that's the that's the dominant form of violence in this country when in fact it's exceptionally rare but that's why uh ashwin says hi guys Wait, did, did can i finish the, the oh yeah question? yeah i didn't know you were there because your camera's still off uh no sorry my daughter is sitting on my lap um and <laughs> freaking out everything's fine uh okay is he talking about his friend that can't leave Islam? well remember there was this situation where he asked should my the friend friend was muslim right yeah should my friend date this person and you had said uh you gave a yes for with some qualifications oh so i guess she changed and she doesn't want to move away from her family okay as far as liberalism they both are stubborn but when i have seen them argue it's usually friendly and they disagree disagree how do i advise her to submit to his leadership um i mean she's not going to because she's muslim and he's not muslim as a Muslim woman, how could you possibly submit to the leadership of a non-Muslim man? I guess he could try to convert, but nobody takes white Muslim converts seriously. He's got to try the Muslim methods. They keep their women in line. That's true. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like it's not going to work out with them. Should you advise him to move away from the MGTOW red pill mentality? I mean, he just he just came out of a five-year-long relationship where the girl jerked him around time-wise. Yeah. Because he wasn't the religion she wanted him to be. So, I don't know. Let him indulge in this MGTOW stuff. He'll get lonely. And uh, I think it'll resolve itself organically. You're not going to be able to advise her to submit to his leadership. If she doesn't respect him, um, it's toast. All right. I have to defer to Blonde's answer on that in the interest of time. I agree with that. Ashwin says, hi, guys. Uh, Blonde, would you prefer a non-white Catholic president vying for a homogenous majority Catholic America? 
but allows mass Catholic immigration or a non-Catholic white president vying for a homogenous majority what? white America, but is anti-Catholic. This is, I have to wait or a non-white read this again. Okay. This non-white Catholic president vying for homogenous majority Catholic America, but allows mass Catholic immigration. Well, then he doesn't vie for homogenous majority Catholic America. Oh, he means Catholic. Okay. Or a non-Catholic white president vying for a homogenous majority white America, but is okay. anti-Catholic. I got to go with the anti-Catholic. This is guy. really just saying is, is racial identity or Catholic uh, religious belief more important, I suppose, is what this no, is No, because the, the Catholic guy that is, um, that is destroying the country like religiously and um and ethnically has betrayed the catholic faith so i have to go with the non-catholic on this one wait what's the betrayal maybe i'm what am i missing here he's allowing mass catholic immigration uh okay wait that's a betrayal of wait what's that a betrayal of no i'm not my philosophies i don't want a bunch of effing haitians in this country they're they're catholic majority well this is what i'm saying then it's like then then the the racial component is more important than the catholic component totally totally right. yeah um michael Schlepp, he asked if, uh, she also asked he or she i don't know if Ashley oh i'm sorry also asked if i've heard of a sport named cricket i've heard of it yes uh do i know <laughs> anything about it it's like indian baseball that's all i know um michael select i have a solution for the gun problem in america would like to hear your thoughts i propose that we all appease those who don't want guns in this country and have gun owners turn in all firearms to be destroyed in return, those who voted to rid the country of guns are required to have a deadly peanut allergy bred into them, while former gun owners are assigned multiple fully automatic GIF cannons GIF and jars cannons. of ammo. Sauce. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I'm not sure I even fully understand here. The, the people who are anti-gun have to become disarmed and victimized by peanut butter guns? Yeah. All right, fine. I mean, okay. I guess like if if you advocate for others to disarm and sacrifice their rights to self-defense, if you become victimized because you're unable to defend yourself per the discussion prior, I might not agree that that is morally right, but it's hard for me to sympathize with you when you advocated that nobody have the right to defend themselves before attackers who may uh, victimize them, whether they're the state or individuals or, or whatever. Uh, so, OK, I guess I'm on board. My only dispute, or actually maybe this is good because it's a punishment, the video I posted today, I took a little bit of a shot at, at chunky peanut butter people, of which I think you are one, right? Are you a chunky peanut oh, butter I, person? Oh, I love some chunky peanut God, butter. of course. I mean, I would prefer smooth peanut butter, but I, I like chunky peanut butter. I, I think we've settled this, though, that like I, I can't believe that Jif is even in the market. Who purchases Jif? Because... It makes me nostalgic, though. So nostalgic for what? You had, you had some kind of broken upbringing if you had Jif. I, I ate it in childhood. Yeah, what the fuck? Explains a lot. Explains <laughs> a lot. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> the thing is like, okay, I I think healthy peanut butter is disgusting. That weird oily crap that you got to stir up all the time. That's I'm not, asinine. I'm not so anti-health food, but that stuff is disgusting. Give me all the hydrogenated oils, <sighs> but it's got to be skippy. No, whatever. If you're going to eat the unhealthy peanut this butter. This is why you have a micro penis. <laughs> Who picks Jif over Skippy? I don't even believe that these people oh, wait. exist. Wait, hold on. I need to look at the jar. It's possible I was eating Skippy. Jif. You must have been. Every reasonable. No, I ate Jif. Yeah. Okay. What? No, no. Yeah. It's, we were not a Skippy family. It was Jif. <laughs> 
All right. This one's a trap. Do you want to read the trap? E. Norma Stitz. I get it. Question for Matt. And sit down. Question for Matt. If you had to bang a tranny, would you prefer he'd be fully bricked up or totally flaccid? I, I would argue the first as you're less likely to get slapped. Oh my God, I can't read bro. this. My daughter's sitting next to me. In the uh, gooch. No, I'm not going to grant any of this. I'm not going to fall into the Andrew Tate uh, trap. Wait, what did Andrew Tate say? Uh, remember that there was that clip going around while he was talking about like every man should want to bang a hot tranny over like a, a, a one or a two woman. That's insane. Completely insane. But he made the case for it. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I know that the, the premise here is I have to accept the premise of the question. I'm not having any kind of sexual encounter with a transgender person. End of story. <laughs> there's there's no situation in which I'm doing it. I don't care if it's flaccid. I don't care if it's erect. I don't care how much money is involved. I don't care if there are guns pointed at my entire family. Sorry, family. I'm not having sex with a tranny. We're starting over. I think they'd get over it. Yeah, they would understand. And then when I see them down in hell next to Dr. Fauci and me, they'd say, yeah, I I get it. I would have made the same decision. It's all right, Dad. I'd say thanks. Uh, You want to read Buddy with an H? Buddy with an H. How do you balance advocacy versus apathy? For example, trans acceptance. I'm very white-pilled via a black pill. I know my, I know in my heart, everything will work out in the end. Even if it takes 20 to 30 years, it'll cost a lot of young people their lives. Part of me says advocate against this mindset. While the other half says, fuck it, let them blame their parents and be an example of what not to do, uh, for the rest of the world. Well, um, I, I think, I, I think that anytime there is immorality on this level, you should always advocate against it. I, I do agree that as a general rule, false things tend to work themselves out. And I know that's very frustrating because in the meantime, it takes a lot of that falsehood surviving and even advancing. But generally speaking, the truth wins the day, even if it's very slow, even if it takes a long time. I don't think this transgender stuff is going to last because fundamentally it's not true. Fundamentally, it is made up nonsense. Um, to your point, for the truth to resolve itself, for the truth to emerge, does that mean a lot of people are going to suffer? Uh, yeah, and they already are. I think that you still put your faith in the truth, but to the extent there's a lot of immoral behavior going on here, I, I think it. I think there is a moral obligation on all of our parts to to do our part in speaking against it. It doesn't mean that everyone has to go make some impassioned speech at their town gazebo or you have to be a YouTuber and talk about it or you have to risk yourself at work if you feel like you're supposed to say something otherwise or whatever. It's just it's the little things like we talked about earlier where you're expected to use a certain term to describe a thing. Don't. You know, push back at a lot of that culture cultural creeping in a way that you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. So I I think that I think that Apathy, you know, on the grand scale of immoralities, it's not like it's not a violent crime. Um, It's not deception or fraud or something like that. But where there is moral wrong, I think we all have a moral obligation to oppose it in the ways that we are able to. And that's why I would say that the apathy angle is not the right one there. Thank you, buddy. Anger management is up next. You got this or did you bail? I don't know. I guess I got no, it. No, I'm sorry. Um, oh. When in your life have you gotten the most angry? What happened and how did you react in your anger? Ah. Ooh, I need to think about this. Okay. Uh, I'll give you an example. Um, I mean, there are a few. I could make the joke and be like, 
whenever people tell me how to run my show. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know when people tell me what to do with my own stuff, it kind of pisses me off, of course. But as far as like when I, when the thing that probably made me the most angry in my entire life, uh, there was one example, uh, most people know the circumstances under which I lost my brother. There was some news coverage about what had happened to my brother and some bitch in town here was running her mouth all over Facebook about how my family was trying to claim that we were a gold star family as in that my brother had died in combat. Did you know this chick? No, but she was friends of friends. And of course, my brother did not die in combat. My brother was combat wounded. My brother was combat disabled. Right. He, there were guys who died right alongside him in in a combat situation in in you know outside of Kandahar, Afghanistan. But this bitch was not just like. First of all, she said some shit like gold star status is for people who die in theater, not people who kill themselves like this guy. Like, you know, trying to minimize my brother, which, you know, enraged me for its own sake. Do you still see her? No. Uh, but I, and I, I didn't know who she was. I just know she was friends of friends. It was the lying about my family, too. She was saying that we were presenting ourselves as a gold star family, which we were not. And we never have. I understand what a gold star family is. You know, I've never I've never claimed my family is a gold star family. I've never called myself a gold star brother. Any of that. I understand what that means. I know that it's something very close to it. And uh, gold star families I have known have said, yeah, there's not really much difference uh, different between what happened to you and me. I mean, it's it's my family's opinion that there's a significant portion of my brother that did die in Afghanistan that day. And it, 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 it killed him or it killed him a little more slowly. Point is, I know it's not a gold star family situation. This bitch is right. running her mouth about how we're we're lying publicly. We never did. Anyway, the, to conclude the story, so I'm going back and forth on Facebook, like no, no. <laughs> just wanting to murder her. And like a week and she later, she was answering you. She knew who she was. Talking yes, to and her. she just kept lying. She just kept lying about my family. And a, a week or two later, I was out at some bars in town here with friends, and there she is. And they know who she is. No way. And so uh, I walked up to her and said, you know, my name is Matt Christensen. My brother was Wade Christensen. You said a lot you of false things bitch. on the Internet and yeah. you insulted my family in a lot of very significant ways. I would just like to stand here before you and have you say those things to me personally. And she Whoa, just kind of you did not. Yeah, she just kind of scurried away. And that was that. Like she just, she just <gasps> ran to Good the women's you. bathroom. Um, but that was probably the most pissed off I've, I've ever been in my life was at that chick. I don't even, I don't even know. I always have such a low level of rage walking around that. I don't even know. I did get super most recently. I did get super mad at that guy that made all of those, um, those fake audio clips of me. Oh yeah. I find that infuriating. <laughs> Go back like, to last week. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I get where you're coming from. Um, go on. I didn't mean to interrupt. Sorry. Did Sorry, you... this is a disaster. Oh, My okay. daughter's driving me nuts. Um, no, I just I it's in the same vein. Like I just hate being lied about uh, in that way. Like you know, you've got plenty of reasons to dislike me for things that I've actually said. Use those. There is a wide, uh, a broad library of that. Yeah. Um, okay. 
Last question, unless you had anything more to say on that. Nope, go ahead. Okay. Ark says, given the average age of our Congress and Senate is around 70 years old, and the fact that it's becoming more obvious to the general population, do you think term limits could become a viable running platform in the near future? Probably. Um, and and I, I, I actually had or have or had some hesitation about term limits because I think there's an argument to be made that you're, that would be, that would still be the federal government telling States who they are or are not allowed to select for their representation. I think there is maybe a problem there, but I have to look at the reality of the situation right now is we, we have too many olds with too much entrenched power. And if it is just a term limit situation, as opposed to an age limit thing, yeah, you get X terms uh, you can be however old you want, I guess. If you want to elect an 80-year-old, fine, but he can only do one term, two terms, however you want to design it. I think term limits are a fair way to ensure that states still get to select their representation um, and everybody's still following the same rules. You're not disqualifying someone on the basis of a particular characteristic. You're just saying you can't sit here in D.C. for a million years, which is itself a limitation on on D.C. power. Thanks. What a, what a disaster. Okay, sorry. No more sorry. olds. Term limits, fine. Yeah, okay, I'm with you. Okay, that'll do it on email questions. Thank you guys uh, for sending those in. Again, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact if you're looking to send an email question in. Although, of course, we'll be off next week. We will uh, be able to respond to questions again on September 13th. Appreciate your contributions to the show. Okay, just uh, we'll catch up with chat and we'll call it a night. Let's see, over on uh, Rumble, uh, Token Spick, man. Uh, That's what I'm going to always have to call him. Did you uh, hear about the school who pulled aside the black kid to tell tell them to improve, pulled aside the black kids to tell them to improve their test scores? They're dragging down the entire school. I did not see that story. Have you seen that one? Mm -mm. That's news to me, so I'll have to check it out. Uh, He also says, Blonde and I once made hate. I said, this is how the trigger controls work on Call of Duty. And now we both have another hit piece before Matt gets his first. Well, yeah, I mean, Blonde's going to have an entire library of hit pieces, too, before I ever was a single one. Even though I make one video a year, still more it's, hated than you. Still gets it. Uh, he also says, Matt, uh, Matt wouldn't side with the Japanese. When did the Chinese or Koreans give us Nintendo? Who gave us Sony? What the hell's wrong with you? Uh, tear down the glory hole and learn to wipe. I didn't say that I'm not, I'm not anti uh, Japanese. I'm just trying to understand blonde's rankings and understand while she does sometimes express sympathies or appreciation for the Chinese, how that relates to what I guess is a superior loyalty to the Japanese. It's true. That's all. There's like a, an unsavory subhuman quality to the Chinese that the Japanese lack, Hmm. you know? I feel like they're all kind of upper crust Asians, but I, I like that shiftiness of the Chinese. Like, I, I like it. Wicked psyched says I encouraged my son to question me. This is about the fatherhood philosophy earlier. That's mm. a very interesting way to phrase it. And I know I said something similar, like question the philosophy that we're discussing. Uh, how, because of course I'm not going, especially at a young age, I'm not going to, to yeah. want my, my sons to question my directions for them or, or question uh, what I tell them to do because they need to learn to, to follow my leadership. Um, how to cultivate a curious mind within them and a skeptical mind within them without teaching them to disobey their father right. by default. It's a fine line. It is going to, to be it, yeah. tricky. You're right though. It's like, 
<laughs> how have I heard other people phrase it? It's like, don't believe anybody, not even me. You know, that's what I have to teach my son somehow. Yeah. But also especially me. I don't know. Uh, Shadow Band says, uh, knew a transgender alcoholic and all he wanted to do was eat, drink, and be merry. M-A-R-Y. Get it? Lol. That's funny. Clever. <laughs> Okay, we're good on uh, Rumble and Odyssey. Thank you guys for that. Oh, I didn't uh, check DLive, but I could do that. Miles Allen, one bra, I'd be out here chilling and shit. For gang, finna go smoke a blunt and eat fried chicken. Finna, there's one I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know that one either. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Jerry Smith, my dad never said anything to me when I was yelling about how great socialism is. He did demonstrate American values. By the time I was an adult, we ended up in the same political bar pro- ballpark without ever talking about it. Hmm. Wow. What a, what a measured approach. So hard not to tell your kids that they're being stupid. I'm even struggling with it now. Like Emmeline, what are you doing? What you're doing is so stupid. Yeah. Well, if politics are an outgrowth of a moral framework, you, you teach the moral framework and the politics follow. Uh, token spick you guys skip my rumble rants we got it but i'm sure you'll get them later blonde looks good tonight oh thank you my upper body is is killing it um oil king if the federal government is the referee between state why do they go against state constitutions plus the atf are not being properly used correctly constantly yeah 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 i tooted decorum um (laughs) that's true yeah, the ATF shouldn't exist. I mean, yeah. yeah. And and fundamentally, the, yeah, the the federal one of the federal government's legitimate roles is is peacekeeper among the states, settling disputes between the states. But yeah, I mean, it, we it is also it should be upholding those state constitutions insofar as these states are mostly sovereign entities with their own sets of law. And if you commit a crime in those states, the federal government should assist in bringing those fugitives to justice in those states where those crimes were committed, all of that. Instead, instead of the federal government being uh, an assistant in the administration of justice at the state level, which I'm fine with, actually, for the most part, the federal government instead has developed its own massive bureaucracy of law enforcement, and it uses that to uh, to bully the states and to bully the yep. citizens of those states into compliance with laws that were established by people entirely outside of those states. And that was not the original bargain. That is, uh, yeah, totally. we've gone sideways in that regard. Plum the ATF Logan, is what, one example, primary example. Is, is one of many examples. Plum Logan, what dangerous places was pointing out is often referred to as its hierarchy, not hypocrisy, ah. often pointed out by Aaron McIntyre, McIntyre, similar to rules for children, not applying to parents. Yes. Ah, yeah, that's an interesting way to think about it. Not that they are our parents. They're not. But I think they view it in that way. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. entitled to a different set of rules because I'm in the same way we're just, we're talking about. I'm dad. So I'm dad. So my kids follow me. But they're not our dads. That's the problem. Yep. They, they just think they are. They're on a separate moral exactly. plane. I think yeah. you're right. In common in hands, no work. Thanks to the hurricane in Florida. So I'm watching live. Blonde is glowing more than the super moon. But Matt is looking good. The Nuga shirt. Thank good you. Stream. See you guys whenever, wherever. Stay safe, bud. Yeah, Godspeed down there in America's Wang, Florida. <laughs> it's America's Remember that Wang. Simpsons bit? That's <laughs> yeah. a Homer quote. Yeah. America's well, Wang. Uh, the fulcrum yeah. of democracy is peaceful transition of power. This can only happen if the power is aligned with the majority or the majority is aligned with the power in a multicultural hmm. society. It was always, it will always be the latter instance, which is the majority is aligned. 
to the power. That's interesting. Uh, interesting. I think I get what you mean by that distinction and changing the order of the words there. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's an interesting way to, to phrase it and think about it. Thank you for that. Um, Oil King. John Salzo made a video about vegans complaining about cows being mistreated. PETA wants to take away your food and your animals. People got hanging for stealing a horse. PETA in times coming. Um, didn't I already read this Oil King? No. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember John this Stossel. one. I didn't, I've never heard about the John Stossel video about that, though. PETA is insufferable. Jonathan Prezios. Uh, guys, did you read my super chat? Smashing Pumpkins was amazing. How was tonight's show? Tonight's show was okay. <laughs> I'm glad that you had fun at your concert. I didn't know Smashing Pumpkins was still playing. Yeah. They must be mm-hmm. 80 years old by now. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, I'm, I hope you had a fun time. Um, Blake McDowell headed into the hospital at 3 a.m. for the birth of my daughter. I hope your pregnancies are progressing smoothly. I'm so glad to hear that. Congratulations. Well, congratulations. And uh, at least if this is who I think this is, uh, Blake McDowell, uh, I used to know in a life long ago where we used to skateboard together at the skate park Uh, way back in the day. So I think he's in North Dakota these days. I I don't know. Uh, I I think that's where Blake lives. But uh, I'm glad to hear your family is expanding. And um, your daughter's so fun, Blake. And uh, congratulations to you. And thanks for uh, thanks for checking in and contributing to the show. Appreciate it. Blake, congratulations. Non-gay name. It's a good all-American millennial name. All right. Blake. I need a non-gay name for my next son. So I guess I'll add it to the list. Um, there's one more. Uh, Jubsley. Hey, blonde. Want to encourage you to read Romans five two. Our salvation is sealed, secure by grace through faith in Jesus Christ alone. Peace and love to you. Safe travels and return. That sounds like Protestant nonsense. But as I was speaking, I realized that I sounded like a stupid Protestant. So maybe I can meet you. I'm not ready for this fire and brimstone because it's incriminating to me and sends me straight to hell. So maybe I need to take like a lighter touch. Maybe I need some Protestant fluff. <laughs> uh, real quick over on Rumble Token Spec says, uh, must have pissed you off because you keep dropping bitches in your story. She should have brought up your homemade glory hole and called you a disingenuous <sighs> faggot. Then said milk poured first. That, that, that all of those things that would have made me very angry. Yes. But uh, this chick uh, on Facebook made me even more angry than that. I think bitch. we are all set. We're good on D live. Uh, good on Odyssey. Good on Rumble. So it's sorry time about to... the interruption, guys. That was what? not great. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, sorry. well, it was uh, it was an understandable one. It was uh, the best kind of interruption. <laughs> That's funny. A childhood interruption. <laughs> oh. Uh, we, I, know. <laughs> I know we're well well past time, but we kind of had one of those moments just before the show where it's like, where whenever you watch your kid in a hysterical, uncontrollable laughter, there was that with the dog before we got started, he was trying to grab the dog's back feet and, the, and just like a dog, <laughs> like a dog, like, Stop, God. Yeah, the dog two year old fight where he's just like the, where a two year old just gets in a cackling fit and they can't stop. Uh, it's one of those things in life. It's like, I don't care how many commies are at the door. All right. I don't yeah. care how many weird pink haired freaks are trying to come in here, kick down the door and steal you and make you into a gay communist to, to fill their ranks. Um, yep. it's hard to have a, have something like that in your living room and, and feel truly blackpilled. You know, uh, a child will force faith in the future upon you. And, yep. uh, that is a good thing. 
That's why it is a super moon tonight, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw it's like a once in a, th- uh, once in a multi-decade moon or something, something crazy. Oh, well, I'm going to go check that out with my family. Anyway. Yeah. I'm going to check that out too. It's uh, time to get out of here. Appreciate everybody's contributions to the show. Thank you for your chats, your super chats, your email questions, your calls. Of course, as a reminder, we are off next week, September 6th. We will come back September 13th. And that'll be it for September call-in shows. So hiatus going on for a while. As always, uh, look on the website if you're confused, you're looking for content, and it may not be there. MattChristiansonMedia.com or MattEase.gay. We, of course, will be back here on Sunday to talk about uh, all the week's news then. Till then, have a great night, and thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys.